the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, it is a Friday, fun Friday, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you along for the ride this afternoon. I'll take you from now until, yeah, you should be home around 6 o'clock, so I'll take you until then. Then I'll make my way home, start my weekend. Weekends are always good. This week has been kind of weird because we had Wednesday off, being the 4th of July. Kind of threw my whole rhythm off because it felt like I went, I Started on the week on Monday, and then Wednesday came, and then Thursday felt like another Monday. And here we are on Friday now. So it's like the week is all jumbled up, and but I'm 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 caught up with it. I'm, I got things going. Got a full show for you today. Matt Smith will be here in just a few moments. Uh, he of the movie theater business in Searcy, in Cabot in Little Rock, in Hot Springs, and uh, we'll talk about the uh, new movies that are opening this weekend. I saw one of them last night, went and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp, have not seen the new Purge movie, don't know if I'll go see it. I, I find them that those movies boring uh, and don't find them in the bit interesting to me, but, uh, you know, we'll ask, uh, we'll ask Matt, see if he's seen it. Three people here that uh, were kind of around the show have, uh, we've all seen the Ant-Man movie. Russ went last night and saw it. Zach went last night and saw it. And everybody has agreed it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. If you got a family, it's a it's a good family movie that uh, you'll have a fun time going to see. Uh, great jokes in it. Lots of action in it. And uh, got a good story as well. There's kind of two parallel stories uh, going on about how important family is and then the other being uh, the story of uh, people who are trying to steal uh, the uh, father of the wasps uh, and uh, technology dealing with uh, subatomic particles in fact it's kind of interesting Uh, I thought they did a pretty good job of coming up into this uh, other world below atoms, and uh, you're taking a look at them, quantum, this quantum kind of area. And I thought the special effects of that were were pretty doggone cool. In fact, some of the uh, uh, light effects that they used when they were getting to it uh, marveled uh, even, uh, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey at the end of that movie and how they used a lot of, of lights and things of that nature to give you the feeling of moving through time and space. So we'll talk about that. Uh, coming up at 3.30, Phil Kirpin to be with us. We're going to talk about uh, the whole deal of of uh, what's going on with the Internet now. And uh, Phil will talk about how things haven't been all that messed up at all uh, with uh, the net neutrality that uh, changed here not too long ago. Uh, four o'clock. Mitch Breitweiser will stop by. You know, he started his uh, 
his uh, Indie, I-N-D-I-E, Indie Go-Go campaign uh, for the Red Rooster comic book that he's getting ready to start, and it looks like he's off to a real solid start. Uh, they've already raised 165% over their goal. So we'll have uh, Mitch talk about that. And then the final hour, uh, we're going to talk about how the way you eat, uh, what you drink, and things of that nature, how you treat your gut has a lot to do with how your health is going to be. And uh, we'll be uh, talking uh, to Dr. Amy Beard about that in the final hour of the show today. So a full show today, lots of good stuff going on, and I'm glad to have everybody here. Matt has made his way in uh, to join us. I sent him a text or a little, yeah, a little text here just a moment ago. I said, about here, and he answered me back, stairs. So you came up the stairs, bro. I always come upstairs. Now, do you walk them or do you run them? No, I walk up the stairs here. Yeah, okay. I did my running this morning, so. They yeah. do good. That, yeah. That's a good workout going, coming yeah. up seven floors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always take the stairs up and down when I get come your, here. Yeah. Get your heart rate going. There you go. You will get your heart rate going. I, I do it. it. When I first started it, uh, I had a hard time walking the whole way without stopping. I'd get about to the fifth floor. And I'd have to stop and, and grab my my breath. Then I had my quintuple bypass a couple of years ago. And once I got my strength back, no problem going up the stairs anymore. It's amazing what happens when you can get 100% blood flow to your heart, man. It makes yeah. a difference. Well, you know, the recovery has happened for you. You know, I, w- I went last night to, to Cabot. I saw the 9 o'clock showing of Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's going to do big box office. Yeah, yeah. Disney has uh, has said it'll do seventy five million this weekend. Some people have predicted eighty five. Some closer to a hundred. Yeah, uh, but it's a it's a strong motion picture. I I think it was um, great. It was really a good movie. They've added that girl. They've got the comedy in there. Oh. I, I really like that. Evangeline Lilly is great. A lot of people look at her and they go, "Gosh, she looks familiar." Well, let me give you the, the two things that she had done before. That made her popular. She was in Lost. You'll remember that TV show. And she was one of the big stars of that show for the first few years. And then she played one of the elves in The Lord of the Rings. So if you think you've seen her, you have. Megabox of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. she. Well, she's, she's a good actress, but she's not done a whole lot of movies. I was reading about yeah. her the other day and she she said that she did not want to give up her life for fame really yeah that that's her exact words don't want to give up my life uh hmm. for fame and okay. so she's not done that many let's, let's take a quick let me take a quick look at her her okay. filmography and it says that she has done as an actress mm-hmm. 19 movies that includes tv hmm. uh we look at what she started with uh, she did a TV series called Judgment Day. Then in 2000, that was back in 1997. So she's not like a, you know, a brand new cup of tea. She'd been around right. for a while. Right, she's put in 20 years. Yeah. The Lizzie McGuire movie, she was in that, but she played an uncredited role in that. Uh, uncredited in Stealing Sinatra. Uncredited in Freddie and Jason in 2003 uncredited in 2004 in white chicks uh 
Then she was in Smallville and uh, played a schoolgirl, a girl in cinema, and Wade's girlfriend, in other words, small parts, uh, in four episodes. Huh. Uh, the Long Weekend was her first real movie. That was in 05. Then she started to hit it. 2008, The Hurt Locker. Great movie. That movie is superior. Yeah, it's a great oh, so movie. Good. And she so was really good, good in that movie. The movie's so good. Then it was Afterwards in 2008. Uh, TV series 2004, she played Kate for 117 episodes. For six years in Lost. That's a nice paycheck. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Those residuals are still coming in. Then she was in Real Steel. Remember that about the fighting robots? Uh, Not a great movie, but a a family family film. Unfortunate for her that she was in that motion picture. Then it was The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Ant-Man in 2015. Little Eva in 2017, which must have gone straight to video because I never, I don't remember seeing that in the theaters. And then uh, this year, 2018, Ant-Man and the Wasp, the next movie she'll show up in. Don't want to blow it for you. When you see the movie, just know that when you see the end of it, that she is already in the untitled Avengers movie in 2019. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah, well, as well as that is doing. But you will find out, seeing Ant-Man and the Wasp, what why Ant-Man wasn't in Infinity War. Right. Which I thought was really good. Did you think they did a nice job of of uh, the ending with that movie? They brought it right up to today yeah. uh, with Infinity War. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Think they did a really good job. Disney's not playing. The little girl that plays his daughter Mama's is excellent. And as she gets older, by the way, Cassie is yeah. a teen Avenger later on in her life. So teen Avenger. expect that maybe uh, in the, the fourth or, or the fifth wave of, of, of Marvel Universe, she gets her, own, gets her own uh, uh, deal. I like it. All right. Like and that it. girl looks like she could do it. She could carry it off. She's a good actress. Um, I, I really thought it was excellent. thought it was very, very well done. Have you sat down and watched oh, it? Oh, yeah. It's great. Great film. Yeah. Yeah. Great film. There's no doubt. Yeah. Ant-Man and Walsh will be number one this weekend. And Oh, yeah. You know. Um, Even the, the Purge can't catch up to Ant-Man and Walsh. Well, the Purge, I, a lot of people have said this is the best one of the entire franchise, and, and I would agree. I, I like the take on it and what they did with it. I'm, I'm sure you'll get out and watch it. That's your kind I'll of movie. I'll go see it, but yeah, I don't, I'm not a big Purge fan. I'm just really? not. Yeah, I, I think they could have done a whole lot more with the, the genre, and they didn't. Really? Yeah. Okay, okay. It's, I mean, the whole thing was has been set up so that they can make political statements yes. uh, in the movies. And yes. I sit and watch them, and I go, eh. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. Just, eh. okay. But I'll probably right. go see this one. I, I guess it's right. a nice way to kill ninety-five minutes or something. Right. 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 Plus, go and have a have a, a way an excuse to eat a big old bucket of buttered popcorn. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> speaking of, oh, okay. we have that free refill popcorn tub now. If you get the theater group, that's Inc. good. Refill popcorn tubs. Good at all four locations: Little Rock, Cabot, Searcy, and Hot Springs. Your popcorn's absolutely free on. Wednesday. Wednesday. Don't have to even be going to a movie. Just stop in and get a bucket full of popcorn. 
Thursday through Tuesday, uh, you'll refill that popcorn tub for um, less than the price of a small popcorn, and it's 200 ounces. So make sure you get that Theater Group, Inc. refill popcorn tub. Get it all four locations. Now, if you're in Little Rock, Riverdale10.com is our website. Tuesday night at 7 o'clock, we got the Dave Ellswick Classic for July. Yeah, Raiders. Raiders of Lost Ark from 1981. It's rated PG. Tickets are only $9. Go to Riverdale10.com and buy your tickets in advance for Raiders of Lost Ark Tuesday night. See the movie the way it was supposed to be seen. On that big screen. Now, Watch the Nazis' faces melt. Also showing this week, brand new, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Great and of, movie. And, of course, The First Purge. They both just started this week. Also showing Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, The Incredibles 2, Uncle Drew, Ocean's 8, Sicario 2, Day of the Soldato. And has done well. It did better than what they expected. $19 million first week. That's good for that movie. Book Club, Hereditary. Then exclusively at Riverdale 10, we've got two documentaries for you. RBG, about Ruth Baines Ginsburg, our Supreme Court Justice. And Won't You Be My Neighbor, about Mr. Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. I've heard good things. Have you watched this yet? Yes, both of them are great documentaries. I want to see that one. Uh, Riverdale10.com for your tickets. Those are exclusives. Um, Next week, we will have Hotel Transylvania 3. Uh, We'll also have Skyscraper next week. Advanced tickets are... Skyscraper looks awesome. Advanced tickets already on sale for those two. And then also next week we'll have the uh, new Gotti film um, about the life and times of John Gotti, and it stars John Travolta. All three of those start on July the 13th. Riverdale10.com for your advanced tickets. And, of course, you can download the free mobile app, like us on Facebook, and sign up for the email newsletter. The links to all are on the website. And you can buy gift cards virtually, send them a virtual gift card or send them a real gift card. You can buy those gift cards online. Riverdale10.com for your advanced tickets. Over 40 different beers, eight different wines. We have a full food menu so you can do dinner and a movie with us. Riverdale10.com. Now, on on Skyscraper, you got to go see this just because not only do you have, uh, you know, The Rock in it, but Sydney is in it. I mean, I, I didn't expect to see her back in a movie again. Talking Nev Campbell. Oh, yeah. Nev Campbell's back. And uh, I hope this reignites her career for her. That'd be really? nice. Because since Scream 4, she hasn't done a whole lot. Yep. They get in that zone. They kind of forgot about her, get to be in honest that zone. with you. All right. Let's, I got to get a fast break in. We'll uh, come back, talk to Matt. Let's uh, talk about what's playing at the other theaters as well. Because not everybody lives in Little Rock. We understand that. A lot of you live in Hot Springs. A lot of you live up in Cabot. A lot of you live up in Searcy. We'll tell you where you can go and see the movie of your choice. It's a great weekend to go see movies because you got two new great ones coming out. You've got about four outstanding movies that are still there at the theater. We'll talk about all of them when we get back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. Good to have you along with us. Matt Smith is here. Let's travel to to Cabot, Matt. And uh, what are we looking at as the big movies for this week? Well, if you're down in uh, Dave's hometown, the big city of Cabot, that's uh, CabotVIPCinema.com, www.CabotVIPCinema.com. And, of course, Cabot is just like Riverdale when it comes to seating. We've got the oh, leather. That's great. We got the luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. We have those seats in Cabot, Riverdale, and Hot Springs. 
So it's cabotvipcinema.com. Of course, you can get the 2018 free popcorn tub right there in cabinet. You get free popcorn on Wednesdays and refills for just $4 Thursday through Tuesday. Full food menu in Cabot. Gift cards and tickets are sold online at cabotvipcinema.com. And, of course, we have 11 a.m. showtimes there, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. New this week, Ant-Man and the Wasp. The First Purge, also showing Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, The Incredibles 2, Uncle Drew, and Sicario 2, Day of the Soldato. Now, uh, remember, the summer movie series in Cabot happens on Monday and Tuesday mornings. Doors open at 9.30. Movie starts at 10.30. Soda and popcorn are just a dollar every Monday and Tuesday for these special shows. And this week coming up, we have Boss Baby. It's rated PG. Uh, Advanced tickets are on sale for all the summer kids' movies at cabotvipcinema.com. Now, like us on Facebook. Sign up for the email newsletter. Be sure to download the free Theater Group mobile app. The link to all those is at cabotvipcinema.com. And uh, you buy your tickets there, get your gift cards there, and, of course, you know, find out the details on the free popcorn. Got a full food menu, cheeseburgers, french fries, fresh, handcrafted, made-to-order pizza, mm. All of our food, we don't cook it till you order it. Chicken tenders, Bavarian pretzels, State Fair corn dogs, Nathan's hot dogs, White Castle sliders, chocolate peanut butter pie. Uh, we've got key lime pie. Of course, we have ice cream, nachos, Bavarian pretzels, uh, mozzarella cheese sticks, toasted sliders. ravioli's. I mean, it's it's all there. White Full Castle food sliders. You can't have dinner in mm-hmm. a movie with us. So CabotVIPCinema.com. Absolutely. Great now, theater. Dave goes there every Thursday night. I do. He's a regular. I do. You watched that man last night? Go a lot of times. Go on the weekends, too. Tickets are already on sale for uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, Hotel Transylvania 3. Skyscraper. Skyscraper, Mamma Mia, and Equalizer 2. Uh, tickets are already on sale for all of those at CabotVIPCinema.com. And, of course, Riverdale10.com, and also in Hot Springs. Now, if you're down in the city, big city of Hot Springs, it's HotSpringsVIP.com. Luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. Full food menu there. Eight different wines, over 40 different beers. Uh, playing this week in Hot Springs, Ant-Man and the Wasp. The First Purge. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Uncle Drew. And Sicario 2, Day of the Soldato. That is HotSpringsVIP.com. Now, we have 11 a.m. showtimes in Hot Springs, Cabot, and Searcy. Check out the full food menu there in Hot Springs. Cabot, Searcy, Riverdale, Hot Springs all have that same food menu with all that wonderful food we were talking about. You can buy your advanced tickets at the website. You can get gift cards at the website. There's a ticketing kiosk in the lobby at all the theaters, so you can buy your advanced tickets at the ticketing kiosk. Don't have to stand in line or be really smart. Buy your ticket in advance online. And when you get to the theaters, print off the kiosk. All the theaters accept gift cards from any of the four theaters. And the theater group free popcorn tub is good at all four theaters. In Cabot, excuse me, in Hot Springs on Monday, doors open at 930, showtime's 1030. We'll have Boss Baby. It's rated PG. Sold on popcorn, only a dollar during Boss Baby. And, of course, uh, tickets are already on sale in Hot Springs for Mission Impossible Fallout, Skyscraper, Hotel Transylvania 3, Mama Mia 2 and The Equalizer 2. That's hotspringsvip.com. All right. You hold. We'll come back and we'll get Cersei in when we come back. 
just a lot of great movies showing this week. And I'm, I'm just telling you, you go to Riverdale 10 here in Little Rock, uh, there's not a bad movie in any of the theaters. Not, not a questionable, am I spending my money right? These are all very, very good quality movies playing in all the theaters at Riverdale 10 VIP Cinema, Riverdale10.com. All right, let's catch up with the news. We're going to do that. Then when we get back, we've got more to talk about with Matt Smith. Hey, you know, if you are wanting a career working outdoors, serving the community, want to make difference uh, a difference in your community, help people in your community, if you're detail-oriented, you strive to do the right thing, if you want a career with a leading company and you can work with your hands and thrive in the outdoors, then... What you need to do is join the team at PI Roofing. Uh, PI Roofing Home Solutions is expanding their operations department to better serve their customers as they grow, and they have been growing. So uh, why don't you go over and build your future with them? PI Roofing Home Solutions has career opportunities in the commercial roofing and service division, the Residential Roofing and Service Division, and Home Solutions Division. So, you know, Joel Johnson says, why not uh, make a difference with PI Roofing and, and, you know, climb your your ladder of success with them? All you have to do to apply for work is to go to piroofing.com or call them at 501-707-707. 3551 501-707-3551. Matt Smith is back uh, here with us. He does this each Friday. On the most part, he is here every Friday from 2 to 3.30, talking about the movies that are going to be playing at his theaters. Theaters, of course, the Riverdale 10 VIP Cinema, uh, the uh, Cabot uh, VIP Cinema, the uh, Hot Springs VIP Cinema and the Searcy VIP uh, Cinema. All those cinemas showing uh, great first-run movies and uh, movies that are just doing well at the box office, and so they hang around for a while. I was talking to somebody today, and they said that they were looking to go see The Avengers yesterday, and it was gone. And I said, well, dude, it's been around almost 11 weeks. It's about time that it moved on and let other movies in. And since you got a brand new uh, Marvel movie out, Ant-Man and the Wasp, that's the perfect movie to replace, uh, you know, the um, Avengers. And next year, Ant-Man and the Wasp are going to be in the new Avengers. So they're getting them set up for it. Well, Avengers has been out for three months. I mean, where you been? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, three months, that's brother. basically what I said. Get up one of that rock. Man. Eleven weeks. It's Get been at the, the theaters, rock. dude. Get up one of the rock. Come on. All right. So now, don't forget Tuesday night. The, Raiders the of the one. Lost Ark, baby. Raiders of the Lost Ark, rated PG from 1981. Harrison Ford, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Tuesday, seven o'clock. Tickets are only nine dollars. It's a Dave Ellsworth classic for July. Tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. See Raiders of the Lost Ark, Riverdale10.com. Only nine dollars. Reserve seating. It's Tuesday night. Don't miss it. Got another great one coming up in August, by the way. Second Tuesday in August. You get to go to Oz. Wizard of Oz. Back on the big screen. I love that movie. It's a great I movie. I do. It's a fun movie. It's, it's a great tremendous. movie. It's a great Have movie. you ever read anything about, you know, they had two directors. So in it. cool. Guy went in to direct it the first time, and uh, they didn't let him do it. 
he's the same guy that started off working on Gone with the Wind, and they took that away from him. Wow. Think about that. Those two movies, to be tagged to be the director, and then in both cases, being replaced. What'd he do? I evidently, Was he the Harvey Weinstein of his time or evi- something? Evi- I mean, evidently not what jobs. the people who were making those movies wanted wow. him to do. Wow. So, you know, they had Wizard of Oz last summer at Murray's Dinner Playhouse. Yeah, and I, I did took, pretty good. I took my daughter. She is four years old. Did you see what's starting this weekend? She had a blast. You see what's starting what's this weekend? What's this weekend? Grease. Oh, nice, nice. That's that's a that's a musical yeah. with a small cast you can pull off easily. Yeah, I, I love Wizard of Oz at Murray's last year. It was great. It was great. Anyway, I digress. Cersei Your Cinemate. daughter was crazy about <laughs> she it. She loves Wizard of Oz. Yeah, she, she really she did. Does. She may come watch the movie, the classic, next month. Well, bring her. It'd be good. Absolutely a great movie. com. Okay. If you're in That's right. White we forgot County about, up north. I'm sorry. I forgot about you, com. Showing this week, Ant-Man and the Wasp, The First Purge, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, The Incredibles 2, Uncle Drew, Sicario 2, Day of the Soldato, Avengers Infinity War, still on in Cersei. Three months later, you can send your buddy up there. There we go. I mentioned that to him. Ocean's 8 and Hereditary. Now go to the website, CerseiCinema.com, purchase your advance tickets. You can also buy gift cards right there at the website. Click on Coming Soon to see the movies that are coming up. We've already got tickets on sale for Mission Impossible Fallout. The darkest, be a great movie. The Darkest Minds. That's an interesting. Let's talk about that because that's the minds behind Stranger Things on Netflix that have done Darker Minds. And it's about kids that are 18 years of age or younger. The adults have put them kind of in a slave situation. Thursday, August the 2nd. Tickets are on sale now. I also got tickets on sale for Hotel Transylvania 3. Uh... Mamma Mia 2, Skyscraper, and Equalizer 2. CerseiCinema.com. You can check out that full food menu there. And, of course, we've got the cheeseburgers, french fries, White Castle, Sliders. We've got the Bavarian pretzels, State Fair corn dogs, Mm -hmm. Nathan's hot dogs. Yep. Fresh made to order, handcrafted pizzas. And uh, we've got mozzarella cheese sticks, toasted raviolis, chocolate peanut butter pie, key lime pie. We've got... um, ice cream, and, of course, nachos. I mean, anything you might want to eat. Of course, candy and popcorn. Get the Theater Group Refill Popcorn Tub. Get free popcorn on Wednesdays. Get that 200-ounce tub refill for less than the price of a small popcorn Thursday through Tuesday. Don't miss out on that Theater Group Refill Tub. If you buy a gift card, it's available at all four locations. You can buy a gift card at any location and use it at all four, Cersei, Cabot, Hot Springs, or Riverdale. And if you buy the Refill Popcorn Tub, you can also use that at all four movie theaters, Cersei, Cabot, Hot Springs, or Riverdale. That's CerseiCinema.com. Now, Monday and Tuesday, the doors open at 9.30. Showtime is 10.30 for The Boss Baby. It's rated PG. The Boss Baby. Tickets are only $2. And during The Boss Baby on Monday and Tuesday morning, soda's only a dollar, popcorn's only a dollar, so get the kids out. CerseiCinema.com. All your advanced tickets are on sale right there. Go to that website, click on Coming Soon to see the movies coming up. And, of course, you can like our Facebook page and follow events. You can sign up for the email newsletter, and you can download the free Theater Group mobile app right there at the website, CerseiCinema.com. Okay, so next week, Skyscraper opens. and uh, Hotel Transylvania 3. Okay, the, both of those are going to play, no doubt. So I'm looking at 
movies that are there right now, I would think this might be the last week for Hereditary. Would you agree? Could be, yeah. Could It'd be, be the fifth week, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great movie. It's a wonderful movie. If you haven't seen it, make sure you make sure you get over to the theater and see it this week. And I don't know, because I'm looking at, you know that uh, Purge is going to still probably be there. Ant-Man's going to probably be, be there. Jurassic World will be there. Incredibles 2 will be there. And maybe Ocean's 8 or Book Club disappears. But uh, all the rest of them probably going to stay for another week. So I'm just kind of looking at the ones you better go see if you're going to get them in because they're going to be gone here in the near future. Yes, next week at all four of my locations, Searcy, Cabot, Hot Springs, and Riverdale will have Skyscraper and Hotel Transylvania 3. They both have Thursday night early shows. Those tickets are on sale now at the website. And then next Friday at Riverdale, we'll have Gotti, starring John Travolta, about the life and times of, of John Gotti. Then starting on the 20th, Mamma Mia 2 and Equalizer 2 at all four locations, Hot Springs, Cabot, Searcy, and Riverdale. Tickets are already on sale. And then on the 27th, Mission Impossible Fallout, also at all four locations, Hot Springs, Cabot, Searcy, and Riverdale. Check that out. Uh, August the 3rd, The Darkest Minds, which Dave just spoke about because he's a fan of the Netflix series. Yeah, Stranger Things. That starts August 3rd. Christopher Robin from Walt Disney Films also starts August the 3rd. That's at all four locations, Cabot, Searcy, Hot Springs, and Riverdale. And then uh, on August the 10th, of course, The Meg with Jason (laughs) Statham. And a huge, huge, be a great movie. White shark, great movie. And August the seventeenth, Mile Twenty Two with Mark Wahlberg. Mm. So you can see all those films at all four locations. Mile Twenty Two looks good. Looks awesome. Riverdale Ten dot com, Hotspringsvip.com, and Cabot VIP Mile Twenty Two. Does that get Michelle Rodriguez in it too? It has. Uh, no, it has uh, the widow from uh, Walking Dead. Ah, okay. Maggie. Mm-hmm. Maggie's yep. in it. Maggie from Walking Dead's in it. And, of course, it has uh, Ronda Rousey. That's who I was thinking She's of. in it. Ronda Rousey. And uh, Mark Wahlberg. And then it's got uh, the Cavell guy who played Superman. He's yeah. in it. So those Henry four Cavell. people star. Yeah. And they're talking about, you know, this is such an awesome thing. They're going to make uh, – they, they they expect to have three of them. They expect to be a trilogy. Okay. So they're, to be a franchise. they want this to be a franchise. Then. I saw I – saw, um, uh, about 20 to 30 minutes of it at uh, CinemaCon. Oh, well, you've been talking highly about this. This is one of the movies you want to personally see. Yes, yes. Now, the movies I was excited about this summer, Sicario 2. Which was a good movie. I love that movie. I think Sicario 3 I love that movie. will be awesome. Because Emily Scott. Blunt is signed on to do it. I love Sicario 2. I loved it. Yeah, it was good. It was perfect. Best two hours and five minutes I spent watching a film all summer. Both both of the movies of of Sicario, not movies that you figure you walk out of the theater smiling. About. Josh Brolin was spot on. He's in, so he's playing good. He, this is his summer. Man, when has Benicio del Toro done a bad movie? He's never done a bad movie. I just I love Sicario too. But anyway, Sicario two, Equalizer two, Mission Impossible Fallout. And Mile 22. Those are the four movies I've most looked forward to all summer. And then if I had to pick a fifth one, I would say Skyscraper. But all summer. For the summer, okay. But all summer, most wanted to see Sicario 2, second, Mile 22, third, Mission Impossible Fallout, and fourth, Equalizer 2. And then if I had to pick a fifth one, Skyscraper. Well, I went and saw uh, Sicario, the first one, just... (sighs) 
just because I had read some pretty good things about and it. And, man, it got you, didn't it? Yeah, I went the it first weekend. It was a great motion picture. I mean, an awesome motion picture. So I was ready when they said they were going to do a sequel. Number one, I was wondering how. Number two, I was a little disappointed when I heard that Emily Blunt wasn't going to be in it. But she was off doing A Quiet Place. So it's going to be interesting to see here in a couple of years, probably 2020, they got the third one, and Emily Blunt's coming back, and Josh Brolin and Benicio Del Toro will be back in it as well. There's a lot of unanswered questions at the end of three, or at the end of two, pardon me. They follow Sicario with Hell or High Water. <sighs> That's Superb a good movie. motion picture. Then they follow Hell or High Water with Wind River. Yeah, Tyler Sheridan is Superb a great writer. motion picture. That guy's a great writer. Then they've got Sicario 2. And, you know, now he's written that TV show, Yellowstone, with Kevin Costner. Yes. Have you been watching that? No, I have not. Is it really good? Oh, man, it's good. The writing's as good, as spot on? Man, it's good. I really like Yellowstone. What channel is that on? on? the Paramount Network. Okay. Before Paramount bought it, it was called Esquire. Before it was called Esquire, it was called Spike. Okay. I know. Yeah. You know the channel. I'll find it. It's still on Their my Their first list. original programming show was Waco, and that was about the Branch I Davidians. watched that. I recorded it and watched it. What did you it. think about that? I liked it. Okay. All right. I can agree with that. So I liked it too, right? A little bit of a different pitch out of that one. I liked it, right? But it's a bomb steer compared to Yellowstone. I'll tell you right now. Okay. Yellowstone is awesome. What is it about? Well, Kevin Costner plays this guy named Dutton who owns the Dutton Ranch. Okay. It is the largest ranch in the United States. One side of the ranch borders the um, uh, Yellowstone National Park. One side of the ranch borders an Indian reservation. Uh, one side of the ranch borders an oil field development. Oh, my God. And one side of the ranch borders housing development. He's got some problems. And all four of these things are trying to encroach in and cause problems for the largest ranch, continuous spread of privately owned land in the United States. The ranch is the size of the state of Rhode Island. There we go. So he's got a son that is an attorney that uh, strictly handles ranch business. Yeah. He's got a daughter that's an attorney that works for a bank in Salt Lake City, Utah. He's got a son who works as a cowboy on the ranch, and he's got a son who doesn't get along with his dad and married an Indian girl and lives on a reservation with uh, his Indian son and his Indian wife. Okay. And Kevin Costner is battling the housing development guy. He's battling the oil field development people. He's battling with the Indian reservation guys who are putting in casinos. Ranch is so big to do business, he's got to take a chopper. <laughs> he choppers from end to end of the ranch. Now, so far, there's been, I guess, two episodes, maybe, maybe, or, or maybe, I guess the first episode was actually two hours, and they did it uninterrupted like a movie, which was awesome. So there's actually been, I guess, three episodes technically three hours worth of programming on okay. the thing. It comes on on Wednesday nights on the Paramount Network. Set yo DVR now. All right. And go back on demand and watch the rest of it. Okay, so Jamie Dutton yep. is played by Wes Bentley. And this being said, I don't watch broadcast television. Okay? Right. I watch HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, and Stars, those four channels, and then I watch AMC. Okay. Okay. I'm real picky about what I load onto my DVR. Okay. Like I watch Game of Thrones. I watch Westworld. Okay. Stuff like that. I love Yellowstone. 
All right, it takes a lot for me to endorse a television program. Okay, I'm a movie guy. All right, well, I, I you got you got to see that. Yellowstone. You'll love it. Okay, I'll Tell check me, it, it out. It, it just it's superior, superior. You're gonna love this. Superior. West Bentley. Yes, is in Fallout. Yes, yes. I th- so far what I've seen the first three episodes of this show just perfect, man. Kevin Costner is knocking it out of the park. Well, man. good. He's knocking it out. He of the needs park. to knock it out of the park. Well, I, I mean. It, it it reminds me of some of his roles that he's done, these westerns he's done in the past. And, you know, and I'm not talking about Dancing with Wolves, I'm talking about some of the others. Open Range. Yeah, it's Best great. western he's ever done. Love it. Love that movie. Right Love next it. to, uh, what was it, uh, Silverado. Love it. Another Love great it. movie. Love it. All right, you, let, me t- like Yellowstone. let me tell everybody about Aero Plumbing, aeroplumbing.net. That's where you can go to get all the contact information you want. 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied with the service they provide you, they'll refund all of your money. It's exactly right. No no questions asked. Just give you your money back. If the plumber swears in your home or he doesn't put on his little shoe covers or you find out that he hadn't been drug tested, you don't pay for the service for that either. And if a repair fails in the first year, they're going to repair it. Again, at no charge to you. That's aeroplumbing.net. Earl Donaldson, the owner, has done it right. Makes him the premier plumbing business here in central Arkansas. Or just go to Google and Google Aeroplumbing. All right, so you've been uh, warned. Yeah. Go to the movies. Yeah. See Ant-Man and the Wasp. Or maybe you want to see the first Purge. Or if you haven't seen them yet, catch Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Or if, if you want to go to a really good family film you don't want and you can't get in to see Ant-Man, go see Incredibles 2. Another great oh, family. Incredibles is so good. Another great oh, that's family a, that's movie. A, that's a great well, movie. Ant-Man picture. and the Wasp, great family movie. Film. It is. It's it just really a lot is. of fun. It really is. I I, uh, I just had some news commentary for you. Well, yeah, you were going to tell me about some story that's going down St. in St. Louis. Yeah, What's yes. happening? New Arch event set to show diversity. A black state lawmaker will hold a... <laughs> do-over today after a social media backlash over ribbon-cutting photos from the revitalized Gateway Arch National Park in St. Louis that included only white people. Okay. I'm just reading from the Arkansas Democrat right. Gazette now. I'm just reading from the you. Democrat Gazette, okay? I'm not making All this right. up. This is in today's Arkansas Democrat Gazette. This is on page 4A National News. I'm yeah, not making you, this you up. I'm not making the, this up. Well, if you want to read fun stuff, <laughs> read the columns on the I, so, I, I, left side of the paper. This, this is really happening. Okay. We want to show what St. Louis really looks like, he said. Just over 200 people had RSVP for Frank's event on Facebook as of Thursday afternoon. The photos from Tuesday's dedication, the culmination of a five-year, $380 million renovation, features more than a dozen people, including Republican Governor Mike Parsons and U.S. Senators Claire McCaskill, a Democrat, and Roy Blunt, a Republican. The city is almost 48% black, according to data from the U.S. Census, which is larger than any other racial group. Pictured Susan Sheridan, daughter of Gateway Arch architect Emilio, cuts the ribbon Tuesday at a dedication ceremony for renovations of the National Park at the St. Louis Landmark. Okay. She should be there. I, I'm just telling you what the paper says. This guy doesn't like it. He's having a different ribbon cutting. He's well, mad. It's like the 200 people 
that signed the letter and sent them to uh, Schumer and Pelosi. Because, you know, Schumer and Pelosi said that Maxine Waters was wrong when she, where she was saying that people should go up and terrorize Punch people, people in the while, face, yeah, basically. While right. I mean, that's out kind eating of, and stuff. That's kind of asking to get people hurt. So they got what is she going to do if it happens to her? 200 black people showed up uh, or signed up this letter and said that they were being uh, – they're not being nice to Maxine. They they should back her and not be saying what she's doing is wrong. Okay, first of all, you had the woman shot in Arizona by the crazy loon. Just, yeah, Gifford. Just, just shot her. You had that. Then you had that psycho guy hid in the dugout and shot the lawmakers Scalise. playing baseball. Yeah, shot Well, shot, he tried to shoot all of them. He just couldn't. Yeah. I mean, luckily, you know, luckily the one guy had protection, and, and, and they, they got to shoot her before he shot That's more correct. lawmakers. Absolutely. Right? So you've got those two things, which there's probably others that come to mind, but those two things come to mind first. And now you got this lady saying, basically, disrupt, get in the face, terrorize these lawmakers. Yeah, well, they're out having dinner or whatever. Ah, uh, man, you know, I, I, I just don't, I, I don't understand how that's the solution. I, just like I don't understand the woman on the Statue of Liberty yesterday. I mean, I just could not be a police officer. I'm sorry, but my body cam would get me in trouble. I mean, I I could not be a policeman. I couldn't. My dad was a policeman, thirty years retired from doing it. I couldn't do it. I could I not you. have the patience to do that. All right, hold your thoughts. We'll pick them up when we come back. News is next on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so I, I've already forced uh, Zach to come in because. He is a big movie buff like Matt and I are. And now Matt hasn't been able to see as many movies this year as he does. He's typically seen in the past. He's this been, is true. He's been working hard, man. This is true. Mm-hmm. He's been true. working. He's been traveling, too. That's true. He was out in Vegas during the CinemaCon. The CinemaCon. Yes. Big things going on out there. I'm going to tell you what. There's one that a lot of people haven't heard about that I'm telling you I think is going to do better at the box office than a lot of people think. It's going to be John Wick female version. Jennifer Garner oh. in a movie called Peppermint. I saw the trailer for that last night. Oh, that's coming out this fall. Yeah, yeah in September. Mm-hmm. So, oh, what's the date on that? 7th. That's, September okay. 7th. Oh, it'll be by itself probably. Yeah. That's probably yeah. like, is, is that the weekend after Labor Day or is that Labor Day weekend? That's that might be La- Labor, that's Day Labor Day weekend, Labor Day weekend, isn't it? It might be. It might be. But yeah, I saw uh, the trailer for it last night. And yeah, that, that impressed me good. too. Yeah, it, says, the, it says the court failed. Yeah. She didn't. She did not. For five years, she trained. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It looks looks good. I'm, I'm. You know, I've been waiting for Jennifer Garner to try to, to resurrect her career because yeah. all we've seen for so long are the, the freaking uh, – Capital One uh, commercials, ad. right? That's all we've seen. And th- what was the other one she did? The one about the airline. Labor Day is September third. September third, so it's yeah. the week after. Yeah. So you got uh, she did, you know, about the uh, the extra miles you can get for your plane trips and stuff. That was plus the other she one. was in one of those faith based movies that came out last year. Yeah, she was. She was. Yeah, or maybe it was two years she ago. Did, but miracles in heaven, something like that. Yeah, she's something gonna, like that. Yeah, she's going. She's going to kick butt in this one. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to because it, it reminds me a lot of. Going back to Alias, okay, which was the the TV show that really right. launched your career. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited because I you know she got the chops to do an action movie. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be fun to to see it. But I, I'm not. There's no movie, one movie that I'm you know waiting to see as much as I am about one movie that comes out in the winter time 
in the uh, in just on on Christmas Day. Are you talking about Mary Poppins? Yes, he's returns. talking about Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Mary Poppins returns. Yeah. He's ready for Mary Poppins. I'm right. ready for that. I'm right. ready for that movie to come back. I just think Emily Blunt is going to be perfect as Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. What about Aquaman? Uh, I'm know, ready for that I, one too. But I'm, I'm ready for it, but I have I don't have high expectations. Yeah, I don't really. know why it is. I guess because Momoa, who's playing Aquaman, yeah. yeah. Look, when you look at the cartoons. For the Justice League, Aquaman doesn't even look close to no. that. Mm-mm. He don't have wild hair like that or anything right. like that. He's got blonde hair, right? You know, he could be a Nazi. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying he's got that kind of. That's the next Aquaman's a Nazi. He's got that kind of a vibe oh about him. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's gonna no, be anyway. tweeting that Aquaman's <laughs> a Nazi. Have you heard Aquaman's oh a Nazi, goodness. y'all? Well, for real though, Aquaman. Look, who knew? Here, let me ask this question of you. There's a story that is developing this week, and it's about uh, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Oh, she's awesome. Okay, so Johansson. Mm-hmm. Took a lot of grief because when she did Ghost in the Shell, yeah, the original anime was of a Asian mm-hmm. playing the lead, and they cast her, and it was like misappropriation of culture, right? Yeah. And I, I'm I'm saying, folks, you've got to get with life. They're gonna they're you're gonna spend that much money on making a motion picture. You're gonna put a star in it that you think can can pull it off, yeah. So well, now she's getting ready to do this new one. Matt, have you heard this story? Well, now, they had the same issue with Matt Damon and Great Wall. Yeah. That's, that's right. Same issue. Same, same issue. That's right. Same issue. And so you've got Johansson's going to play a a man, a woman who who identifies as a man, and she, so she's going to be playing a trainee. All right? Okay. Tranny. Is it, can I say that word? You said it. A so transsexual. Right. Anyway, I mean, you said it already. Already here's, said it. Here's the key. I want to ask that question of the censors before you say <laughs> yeah, the word. Oh my goodness. You don't like say right, it I and then you. say, well, can I say so it? Here's the key. You here's probably the key. need to ask somebody if you can say it. They're saying. And decide if you can say it or saying, not. Okay. They're saying that she can't play the role uh-huh. because she's not transsexual. And I say, well, if that's the case, then Rock Hudson shouldn't have been able to be playing all these lovers of women because he was gay. What the crap? <laughs> that makes no sense at all. You want to know what that's going to mean? It means there's, this will be the last movie about a transsexual because how many transsexual actors are there? Are there a whole lot more people that have, you know, running around in panties with male genitalia that I know of in Hollywood? <laughs> I don't think you can say that on there. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying here. It's just silly. I don't know what you're saying. That's just total. That's just totally crazy. <laughs> well, what happens is you 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 have these films that are being made, and the first thing people complain about mm-hmm. is you aren't making films that are inclusive or yeah. diverse or tell everybody's stories. And and you know and I agree with that. And, and I've said this many times. I'm happy for the tent poles, right? Give me the uh, give me the Deadpool twos. Give me the Avengers movies. Give me give me the the tentpole Hollywood major studio releases. Right? Yeah. I want that. Mm-hmm. But I also want films made in the United States specifically for the domestic box office. Just like Germany has films made, mm-hmm. France, Russia, yep. China, just for their domestic box office. These tentpoles are made to hit a wide worldwide audience. 
male, female, young, old. They want these movies like Avengers or or Ant-Man and Wasp, yeah. what have you, mm-hmm. to do business in China, India, Saudi Arabia, Japan, the United States, Russia, Canada, all over the globe. Yeah. I get it. I love those. I'm glad they're being made. But I like these smaller films yeah. that are just going to come in, mm-hmm. do $50 million. They're made specifically for the United States domestic box office. Yeah. They're not released by major studios. You know, STX is putting out stuff like Adrift, you know. Lionsgate's putting out some of these titles. Let's have them in there. Yeah. So we're including more of the general public in America, and they become moviegoers. Yeah. Right? Not everything has to be a home run. It doesn't. Not everything has to be a billion-dollar film. Yep. Adrift was a good film for what it was, mm-hmm. right? Scario's another example. Yep. Good, Scario, too. Good film for what it is. So I want to see diverse stories. I don't think we have enough of that. I want more of that. Now, once we've crossed that line and we are actually making the diverse stories which is what these people want to see you know i mean getting back to what dave was saying right (laughs) you want the diverse stories right but once you've crossed the line and you're telling these diverse stories and we've got everybody in it now they want diverse actors diverse actresses Mm -hmm. they want people to be included that's the next argument once once i can make the story about this you know, individual, this, this, the, the trans situation. Once I can make that story, that movie's going to get we made. made. We're making big girls don't cry. Now, 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 once Did, I've done that. Wasn't that what that was about? Now, once I've done that, right? Now, once I've done that, I want, now the stories are diverse. The movies are diverse. Mm-hmm. Now, I want the actors, actresses, directors, key grips, assistant directors, stunt, stunt people, whatever. I want that to be inclusive and diverse. I want them to go out of their way to hire these types of actors or actresses or or directors, male, female, whatever but the case may be. Why do they, they call, That's on the agenda. That's what they people, want. I don't understand. You've been cast because you're a, 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 an A-list star. We're, 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 I'm going back to... We're talking to, about two different things. I'm okay. going back to... Yeah, I understand, but I'm going back to Scarlett Johansson here. And she's been cast because they figure she can bring an audience. No. To the theater. Okay, go, ahead, go ahead. All right. No, go ahead. Make your point. And and I don't understand why she can't play. It's called acting. Does everybody have to play? If if everybody's straight in the movie, can it? Can not a gay guy or a gay woman play a straight part? I mean, it's acting. All right. I'm, now, now, I, I get your point, and what I'm saying is once we're making these diverse stories, then they want the talent to be diverse, yeah. okay? And I understand where they're coming from, but but you've got to finance this project. Yes, you do. You've got to get it made. And in order to get the thing financed and get the thing made, you've got to have a return on your investment. Yeah. So you've got to have a bankable star because, as we've talked about before on this show, and I truly believe this, People don't actually know what they like. They like what they know. And a lot of people are just going to go see a movie because it stars Brad Pitt or it stars Tom Hanks or, you know, it stars Scarlett, right? And they may not check out a movie that doesn't have a big marquee A-list talent like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So you've got to attach that talent, whether it's the actor, the actress, director, or whatever, to get the film made, to tell the story. Because it's, you know what? you got to talk people into putting $10 million up to make 
Millions. You know, make a movie. Millions. More than that. Yeah, well, more I'm than just, that. I'm just Millions. saying that's a small so how are you gonna, Right. So how are you going to get the budget for it if you don't have a name actor actor? Right. Now, you can make a little small independent film shot on a shoestring about about a subject like this, but they've already made those and nobody's watched it. Mm-hmm. So... Not everyone's like us. Basically, we know we love we love films. We're gonna go right. see it regardless of who's right. who's right. acting. Right, I, you know. Right, I think. But even if you get beyond Scarlet and Ghost in the Shell, yeah, movie wasn't any good. I mean, if you get beyond Matt Damon and Great Wall, the movie wasn't any good. <laughs> Not that good. And they had neither one, movie was that. They good. They had mm-hmm. two of the biggest names in Chinese cinema. Yeah. in that movie as well. Right, you talking about? Right. And, it, and it didn't even break through in China. The film yeah. was not that good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so I got a uh, email from someone. They said, what do we knew, know about the movie Uncharted? Guy likes the game, and he's heard that they're going to make it into oh. a movie. Well, yeah. they've right. done some casting now. Uh, okay. Brian Cranston will be in it. Ooh, okay. Ooh, as breaking will. Bad. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. As <laughs> will Tom Holland. <laughs> okay. Spider-Man. Yeah. Nice. So Spider Man's going to be it be it's going to be uh, directed by Sean Levy. They brought in Joe Carnahan, who did who wrote the script for Narc and uh, oh, smoking, I like Narc. Smoke, smoking Narc Aces. Was, oh, bo- I love both of those. Yeah, movies. he he wrote Smoking Aces. Those are Aces. both cool. He's indie writing script films. Have you seen either one of those? I saw. I think I saw Smoking Aces before. Narc oh, is good. Smoking Ray Aces is great. Narc is a film. Uh, what was that? J- Jason Patrick was yeah, you in need to check that out. That's it's a great movie. So anyway, uh, Carnahan's writing the script. Sounds like it's in pre-production. Goes before the cameras early next year. Expect to see it next fall. Okay, nice. I didn't know about that. So they so, turned the video game into a movie. Yeah, it's gonna be, be a I movie. know who Brian Cranston is going to play. All right. Yeah, so that's what you got. He's and awesome. You, mm-hmm. Now I would think that Tom Holland's part is going to be the lead in it. The guy. That's in Uncharted. He's. I don't think he's mature enough to play that. To part. play Nathan Drake. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Well, you know, he may play a younger version of Nathan Drake well, because this movie Uncharted. They'll just rewrite it. Re- rewrite the the storyline. Wow. Just like they did for the woman that's on my wall right now. <laughs> uh, there you go. It'd be a small Nathan Drake. Yeah, I'm saying. Hey, look. If if Tom Cruise can play Jack Reacher, Tom Holland. And play in Uncharted. It's Dave Ellswick's show, and we'll be back with more. Well, things are uh, moving along. I drove by today. Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics over there on 12th Street. They're, they're making some big, big gains over there uh, as they make that uh, older building, tear it down, rebuild it, and uh, getting to that state-of-the-art facility with the latest technology and prosthetics and orthotics. And here's the key. Because the people who are who make Hortons Hortons, that would be Gary, Mike, Chris, and Tanya, uh, the 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 children of Gary, the patriarch. Uh, he uh, is known as you know one of the main uh, kind of godfathers of prosthetics. He's been around for a long time. He's the man who devised the articulating knee with NASA until he came up with that. People had a stiff leg when they walked. They, if you remember Gunsmoke in Chester, everybody had to walk like that. When they sat down, they reached down and they unhooked uh, the uh, device that kept their, their leg straight, and then they could bend their leg so they could sit down. But uh, 
you know, Gary decided that he wanted to build something that allowed people to walk as though they had a normal knee. And he came up with the articulating knee and uh, the rest is history about that. And he brought a whole new, uh, new world to orthotics and prosthetics. So that's where Horton's is right now. They pride themselves on their patient relationships. They pride themselves on keeping the patient happy and helping them to reach the mobility that they want to reach. Remember now, six locations with the new updated facility that's being pre- uh, prepared. Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Fort Smith, and Searcy. That's Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics, providing a lifetime of support. All right, last segment here with uh, Matt Smith for Friday. It's gone way fast It today. always does. I mean, it is just flowing Super fun by. Friday. <laughs> uh, and we got Zach in here as well. Yes. Both of us, all three of us, in yes. fact, highly recommend this weekend. If you want to go see a really good family movie, there's two, well, really three, at uh, the Motion Pictures this weekend. You got Ant-Man and the Wasp just <laughs> opened this weekend. Now, everybody's going to be flocking to it. So if you can't get in by chance, you go on, you want to buy your seats at, you know, Riverdale10.com uh, or, you know, the, the Cabot uh, VIP Cinema.com or wherever you want to buy your tickets and you can't get one for the, the time you'd like to go, then look at going to see The Incredibles 2 or going to see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Now, I will say for Jurassic World, maybe six years of age and up maybe a a, a five-year-old if they're mature enough and, yeah. and wouldn't be scared by the the big dinosaurs uh you'll love the way the jurassic Wor- world fallen kingdom ends the whole beginning jurassic park storyline i really loved how they did that and to be honest kind of made my heart hurt a little bit that scene in the movie and if you've seen the movie you know what i'm talking about i'm not going to tell you what it is because i don't want to spoil it for you but it, it's a it's an emotional scene oh yeah I know you know what i'm about, talking yeah, about when you're on I the do. boat yes okay it's an emotional scene oh a lot of uh, a lot of people a lot invested there with steven spielberg for that movie and by the way i'm most likely would go see incredibles 2 tomorrow yeah, mm-hmm. you hadn't seen it yet. Not yet, dude. It's really good. It really is good. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. Just, a, it's more than just a superhero story like no, the first one. No, this time, no. yeah, it's a great story about what it takes to be a dad. Mm-hmm. Yes, how how women fit into our society and yes. culture now. It's a great movie. Okay, and it picks up right where the first one ends. Yep. All right. You seen the first one? Oh yeah. How yeah. recently have you seen the first one? Uh just 2 weeks ago. Okay. You're right on then. Mm-hmm. Perfect. The other thing that I, that I suggest sit at the end of that picture. Yeah. There's not a special scene per se. But just listen to the music. The soundtrack for that movie should win an Academy Award. <laughs> I'm just telling you it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, you, you, it's way more than just an animated superhero feature. It's really good. Okay. Yeah, you're, you'll be impressed. Brad Bird yeah. put together yeah. a big-time winner. Yeah, I wish it wouldn't have taken 14 years. He kind of got... He had other stuff going on. Yeah, he got offside. He, he went out and, and did uh, the, the Disney motion picture. Instead of doing the Star Wars, because they offered him Star Wars, and okay. he turned it down and went and did Tomorrowland, which was a huge disappointment. Just a huge disappointment. I don't know. You've seen... I have not. Okay. 
Yeah, I did you see Tomorrowland? It was bad. It was bad. It really <laughs> it was. was. Bad. It I mean, was just, a bad there's move. No way. I don't even know why they talked him into doing that based on a ride. <laughs> because that was his. Park. That was his idea. He, his idea was to make the Tomorrowland movie. Yeah, and he just missed it. <laughs> I mean, it's been the drugs. That's like when you walk. You know, it's like I mean, when something. It's like when Mickey Mantle walked I mean, up to the plate for the Yankees, and man. you're expecting him to get a base hit, win the game because bases are loaded, and you're down by one. It was the blow, and he okay. whiffed. I mean, it was the blow. It had to be. How do you totally. go from Incredibles, Incredibles to Tomorrowland? Yeah, it, it had to be drugs. Yeah, drugs. it was bad. Drugs. I'm glad he's been to rehab. Oh, I mean, seriously, it was not good. I mean, it was horrible. And George not Clooney good. doesn't was even begin awesomely to, bad. to talk about how how bad it was. He was so bad in it. George you know, Clooney like, was terrible. Like, it's like the morning of Pearl Harbor. Somebody walked out and said, "This is not good." Yeah, I mean, what an understatement. Yeah, right? I mean, hey, this is they not dropped. Good. A, they, I mean, that's called yes. dropping a big turd yes. Yes. On pe- in people's I mean, you popcorn. go from Incredibles to Tomorrowland. It was not good. Oh, Narcotics were involved. It was not good. All right. Had to be. All right. Some of Don't forget, head. Tuesday night, you got to come and see Raiders of the Lost Ark again on the big screen. you seen screen. Raiders on the big screen? You need to watch that Tuesday night, man. Raiders of the Lost Ark, 1981, PG, 7 o'clock, Tuesday night. Riverdale10.com. Tickets are only $9. Dave Ellsworth Classic for July. Be there. Don't miss it. Zach's coming. Come and watch it and see what you're supposed to do to Nazis when you have an airplane. I'm just saying. That's an awesome film. <laughs> Such a good movie. We've got news coming your way. Matt, thanks so much Thank for coming. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. We'll see you next Friday. We'll be talking about Skyscraper next Friday with The Rock. And Nev Campbell is back in front of the camera. All right. Back with you. On the Dave Ellswick Show, my thanks to Matt Smith coming in, spending 90 minutes with us, talking movies today, and Zach joining us and talking movies that are out this weekend, talking movies that are coming out the next few weeks, and some that you can look forward to as we start moving into fall. Of course, the big one uh, in the wintertime will be on uh, December 25th. That'd be Emily Blunt and uh, Mary Poppins Returns. So, uh, keep all of those movies uh, in and on your mind. I want to talk about something, uh, net neutrality. You know, they said if net neutrality uh, went away like the Obama administration had, the Internet as we know it would cease to exist, basically. So uh, I, I had the opportunity to get Phil Kirpin on with me. Phil joins us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Phil has been working closely on this subject and and phil got you know i i go on the internet and i go to netflix and my uh my my movies uh, stream just uh, no problem at all and what's going on as far as when i go to drudge or any of the other uh, uh places i get my news from it streams just fine doesn't look like net neutrality is end to end at the internet as we know it yeah, Dave, and I haven't noticed um, any of the bodies piling up in the streets with the bodies next to the people who died of tax cuts either. But uh, Yeah, you're right you know, about they, that. You know, it's incredible how the left uh, now on every policy with which they uh, disagree with us pronounces, you know, catastrophe, Armageddon, the end of the world. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty remarkable that they do so with such regularity. And, you know, the... the um, the stories about the end of Obama's internet regulations, and you know, it wasn't just net neutrality, which I think most Republicans could kind of agree with Democrats on the principle of don't block lawful traffic, don't throttle it, that kind of thing. But they went way beyond that in the Obama administration. They put public utility-style regulations on the internet. Yep. It had a big negative effect on investment for the couple of years it was in effect. And well, that's what the left remained. does. The left well, yeah, wants to control everything. No cost. 
They think there's no cost. They think, oh, you can just regulate and, you know, you only uh, you claim great political talking points. And, you know, they comply, but, you know, we don't worry about what it costs. This is their mentality. And uh, there were major costs associated with it, billions of dollars of lost investment at a time we're trying to compete with China and others in the race for 5G. And uh, it had a big negative impact on both wireless investment and wireline investment. And now there's sort of the all clear sign. And now you're seeing big investments, big upgrades in uh, in technology infrastructure for all the big wireless providers as well as the wireline guys and you're seeing new people compete with satellite internet and other things happening so it's a big positive that these rules were gotten rid of and of course um you know you're not seeing phone and cable companies block what website you can go to and redirect traffic and cause all kinds of mischief and and havoc uh as the left said would occur uh instead it was a total non-event when the regulations were repealed Uh, i don't think anyone even noticed it happened sometime last month um and that should be completely unsurprising because we are now under the approach to regulating the Internet that we had for 20 years, in mm-hmm. 2015, when Obama changed it. And none of that, none of their nightmare scenarios ever happened then either. Uh, they, they nonetheless said we needed these regulations and imposed them. But there was no reason to think that would happen because a company that did any of that stuff would have a massive PR disaster. They, their stock would crater. Their CEO would probably get fired and they'd lose all their customers to a competitor. So the market disciplines that sort of behavior awfully well, uh, contrary to what our friends on the left think. Yeah, well, let's talk about, uh, you know, look at another way we communicated for a long, long time and where we are now. When Ma Bell was the only way that you could basically buy a, a phone and make a lot of your calls, uh, you paid uh, a specific price to be able to make uh, a monthly, uh, you know, local calls. And then if you wanted to make long distance, they charged you uh, by the minute on when you made long distance calls. And then they made it so that other entities could get involved. And then uh, the cell phones technology came in. When's the last time you paid for a long distance call there, uh, Phil? I don't know, 10 years ago probably? Yeah, I'm just I saying. I used to be, when I had to have a, a, a landline where I live at, I live outside of the the, the middle uh, county, Pulaski County, here in in Little Rock in, uh, in, in, in Arkansas. I live over in Lone Oak, and I had to pay for local calls. And anything that came out of Lone Oak, which was basically, if I call Pulaski County, which was one county over it was the street next to me halfway across it i had to pay long distance on everything i made i don't pay long distance on anything anymore but it cost me an arm and a leg just i i would pay the phone company 70 dollars a month to be able to make unlimited long distance calls which was really just a local call just across county lines well, remember, the uh, under the old way telephone service used to be regulated, the interstate calls, and mm-hmm. we call that a state, was set by federal regulators, what they charge you, and the, in, the intrastate, inside your state, uh, but across county lines, was set by your state regulators. And so uh, that would have been a situation where your state regulators, for whatever reason, set the price the way they did. 
Um, I like it a lot better when you have competition and you don't need yep. to have regulators setting the prices. And I think that's worked a whole lot better for everyone. And, you know, one of the things about the old telephone system uh, is that it was loaded up with taxes and fees and really still is. If you look at the phone portion of your bill as opposed mm-hmm. to the Internet portion of your bill, it's got a whole bunch of fees listed, federal universal service fund, the 911 fees, all kinds of state and local fees, depending on exactly where you are. Uh, the Internet portion of your bill really doesn't have that, and it really doesn't have that because there was a federal law passed you know, 15, 20 years ago called the Internet Tax Freedom Act that prohibits taxes on the Internet portion of your bill, federal, state, and local, with only a couple of exceptions. Well, if the Obama net neutrality order had stayed in effect, they were technically classifying your broadband Internet bill as a phone bill for regulatory purposes, and that also would have allowed them to apply universal service fund taxes and state and local taxes and fees to the Internet portion of your bill. And I think that uh, I think that's a big part of what they were really after, and I think that would have happened if Hillary Clinton had won the election. Of course, now uh, it's been dialed back, so they don't have that sort of regulatory predicate to putting the taxes and fees on there. Um, but I really think that was a central part of what they were trying to do, because Republicans in Congress have told Democrats in Congress we'd be happy to pass a net neutrality bill that just says no blocking and throttling of lawful content, but uh, we're going to prohibit this regulatory reclassification that Obama did because it could lead to taxes and fees and you know, other micromanagement uh, on the regulatory side. And Democrats won't even sit down at the table to negotiate that. They've all voted in lockstep to reimpose the Obama order and don't even want to talk about any other approach to this issue, which to me uh, says what they're really after is not the net neutrality rules, it's the taxes and fees. Yeah, and that's no surprise. If there's money to be mined out of the wallets of Americans, know that the left will do all they can do to get that money because it's only by getting our money that they can give it away to people who don't deserve it. It does seem to be the one consistent strand across <laughs> every policy area, doesn't it? Hey, it's, it's called the truth. That's just the plain, honest truth. So you're saying that it looks like uh, we're seeing uh, companies in the United States willing to invest again uh, into the 5K area. Uh, because uh, from what I understand, for instance, over in South Korea, where 5K is the norm, it's like night and day uh, dealing with the Internet and stuff over there in reference to here in the United States. Well, we're... um you know we're pretty we're we're doing pretty well. We're very competitive internationally, but we we're on the fourth generation of wireless technology right now, and uh, the standards and the technologies being developed for the fifth generation of wireless technology, which is really going to be a huge leap in terms of capability. Uh, response times are going to be much lower. Uh, capacity is going to be much larger, uh, but it's going to be a major major lift getting the infrastructure deployed because the cells for fifth generation wireless are much smaller. They're, they're kind of like little pizza box size, and they need to be deployed, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of cells rather than just big towers that cover large areas. And so it's going to be a very labor-intensive thing, and uh, it's gonna, you know, we're going to need to get all of these cells deployed. But uh, when that happens, we're going to have tremendous capabilities. And, you know, if we get there first, we're going to be able to set the standards and the technology for the whole world. And so it's, a, it's a very important time uh, for investment in wireless in particular as sort of we, we develop this, this next generation. And it's going to cost hundreds of billions of dollars. And it was going to be very hard to do with fear that 
bureaucrats might say what you can and can't do with that network. It was going to be very hard to raise the money to do that, and uh, it's much easier now, and we're seeing a lot of companies commit to those investments now that the regulatory environment and the tax environment, I should point out, with the tax cuts from last year are, are much more favorable. So where are the places we should watch for 5K? Is it going to be around like New York City, Chicago, big cities first? I mean, we all know the additional costs that, you know, rural uh, upgrades uh, uh, cost. But here, for instance, here in Arkansas, there's still people who have dial-up, man. Think about that. Yeah, I think the uh, the 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 5G deployment is definitely going to happen in dense urban centers first. Uh, And, you you know, you you might not see it for a long time in rural areas, if ever. But I think the the rural rural challenges are also very important and a major focus of the current FCC. And I think that you are going to start to see some new technologies that are going to work much better for rural areas. In particular, the FCC has just licensed a national uh, satellite um, internet provider that I think is going to be very competitive in places where, uh, you know, the incumbent providers haven't offered, you know, high speeds and that kind of thing. And I think you're going to continue to see technology-based disruption. There's a very interesting technology that Microsoft is developing that uses the uh, the TV white spaces, the unused TV broadcast spectrum for sort of a, a long-range sort of Wi-Fi-like product. And so I think you're going to continue to see Uh, you know, new technologies and new approaches that are going to give people more options in rural areas. You know, it's going to be really cool is that when they're, you know, whether it's an Elon Musk or a Zuckerman, if they come up with this whole thing of how to float satellites, uh, you know. Musk has got his license now, so he's, he's, uh, he's definitely moving forward in that business with the satellite internet. You know, and get that going, that's going to change a whole lot of things. I mean, that's going to change cars i mean we t- we hear about cars having wi-fi think about what it's going to be like if you can always access it that's going to be an incredible advancement for everybody in this country yeah it really is i'm really excited about where we're going with all these technologies and with an administration and an fcc that sort of wants to get regulators and bureaucrats out of the way and grant these approvals and let the you know let let all of the different entrepreneurs who want to try different things, let them let them try it. See what works. See what customers want, and uh, you know, get get us in the lead globally uh, on this kind of technology. Well, we just got to do what one of my signs in my studio says: let the market rule. Exactly, and uh, you know, I think it, it's you know, it, one of the really horrible things about the whole liberal mentality is they think they know best and you know they're going to force one technology and they're going to regulate and you know the the real shame that the real tragedy of that is that you never even know what could have happened if you didn't do that because mm-hmm. the things that don't get invented no one even knows what they're missing out on and i think we're going to see by going back to this hands-off deregulatory sort of free market approach we're going to really see remarkable things happen in the internet space over the next you know five ten years and uh a lot of them, I would say, wouldn't wouldn't happen. We're going to see things that would not have happened if we'd stayed on the path Obama had us on. Well, i got to tell you, and Phil, I'll let you go with this. When you're talking billions of dollars to make something occur, you want as little government interference as you can. Absolutely. All right. I agree with that. Phil, appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It's a Friday. I know that yeah, you've... You want to get on your weekend, I'll let you do that. But thanks for joining us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, Dave, have a good one. All right, talk to you later. Phil Kirpin here on the Dave Ellswick Show and uh, net neutrality, the change that happened last month. Did you even know it happened? Most people don't because nothing happened.
We went back and did it the old way and the way that, you know, companies would look to uh, expend uh, money to make things better. I hope that we'll start seeing 5K popping up. I hope Elon Musk starts, you know, getting his uh, deal going with the uh, uh, satellites that he wants to put up, small satellites used specifically for uh, you to be able to get high, uh, you know, Wi-Fi anywhere. Let me repeat that word, anywhere here in our country. All right, it's Dave Ellswick Show, and then he wants to make it so you can get that anywhere in the world as well. You know, if you're thinking about claiming your Social Security benefits, you want to stop and think about it because you could be on the verge of making an irreversible mistake that could cost you tens of thousands of dollars in retirement funds. That decision could trigger an avalanche of taxes, double your Medicare premiums. You could avoid this by attending an educational maximizing Social Security class that's coming up a week from today, Friday, July the 13th. There's just a couple of seats remaining that I know of, although I haven't talked to uh, David Lucas here in the last couple of days. Uh, the, the workshop makes claiming your benefits simple and easy. Registrations $18, includes a 34-page workbook, maximizing your Social Security benefits. And I, as I told you, seating is limited. Last time I talked to David, there was like two or three seats available. Uh, so you need to call today. See if you can lock down one of those seats for yourself. 501-653-6690. 501-653-6690. Or visit his website, davidlucasfinancial.com. All right, we got about six minutes uh, left. Coming up after the news at the top of the hour, uh, Mitch Breitweiser will be with us. You know, he launched his uh, Indiegogo uh, event uh, yesterday. And from what I have learned thus far is that it's been a resounding success. Uh, this is all about his new comic that he's coming up with on uh, uh, the Red Rooster. So we'll get an update on all of this and talk to him about it and see what he has to say about it. I mean, I'm uh, I'm excited about uh, what uh, he's got happening uh, in uh, the, the wonderful world of of uh, comic books because they're trying to save uh, comic books uh, a, as we know them. All right, so uh, Zuckerberg has now overtaken Warren Buffett as the world's third richest person. And further solidifies technology as the most robust creator of wealth. Zuckerberg, who tra uh, trails only Amazon.com founder Jeff Bezos and Microsoft Corporation co-founder Bill Gates, eclipsed Buffett uh, today as uh, Facebook shares climbed 2.4%, according to the Bloomberg Billionaires Index. It's the first time that the three wealthiest people on the ranking made their fortunes from technology. Zuckerberg, 34. Hear me, Russ? Zuckerberg is 34. And you know how much he's worth? Are you ready for this? $81.6 billion. In other words, if you go out to eat, you don't have to worry about what steak you're going to eat. 
you have, you just or what state you're going to eat it in. That's right. You just you just put down your card. You got one of those black cards, is what you got. Uh, that's about uh, three hundred seventy-three million dollars more than Buffett, the eighty-seven-year-old chairman and chief executive officer of Book, uh, Berkshire uh, Hathaway. Zuckerberg's ascent has been driven by investors' continued embrace of Facebook. You know that whole the, all the stories coming out about the demise of Facebook have not it's not happened. Uh, the social network giant that shook off the fallout from a data privacy crisis that hammered its shares, sending them to an eight month low of one hundred and fifty two point twenty two cent on March twenty seventh. The stock closed Friday at a record $203.23. Technology fortunes make up about a fifth of the more than, check this out, $5 trillion in wealth that's uh, tracked by the Bloomberg Index more than any other sector. Today they uh, put out the number one fast food restaurant in America, as far as sales go, how much money they made. What do you think is the number one fast food restaurant in America now, Russ? What do you think? It, it's not It's not McDonald's. McDonald's is out of first place. They're in the, I think they're in the top 10 still. I even think they're out of the top five. But number one is who? Probably maybe Wendy's? Nah. Nah. Somebody else has gotten some bad press in the in the previous uh, few years, but Chipotle hasn't even bothered. Not even them. Chick Fil A, number one fast food restaurant in America. Congratulations, they deserve it. Yeah, number one. That's uh, pretty impressive when you think of all the bad publicity, bad pub they got because of their stance about same sex marriage and whatnot. And uh, and being closed one day a week on Sunday, they're still they were still able to uh, lock down the number one fast food restaurant in America. Now, guess what the number one sit down restaurant is? I was stunned by this. I had no idea there was that much. Are you ready? Cracker Barrel. Number two. Number one, Texas Roadhouse. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Texas Roadhouse is the number one sit-down restaurant. Cracker Barrel is number two. I thought that was uh, pretty amazing. But Chick-fil-A, number one fast food restaurant in America. Congratulations to them. Glad to hear that. Let's take a break. Top of the hour. Mitch Breitweiser's coming in. He's having a great Indiegogo start. We'll talk to him about it when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we move into the 4 o'clock hour. Many of you are heading home right now. Congratulations. Enjoy your upcoming weekend. It's supposed to be pretty nice uh, as we move into Sunday. Sunday, I think we're only going to have a high around 89 degrees. And same thing for the beginning of next week. But there will be uh, some significant chances uh, that we'll see some rain Not to say that we don't need some rain, because we do need some rain. Uh, Brought Mitch Breitweiser in. All right. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, we had him and the whole geek squad in here. And one of the big things that we talked about was his Indiegogo show. 
that's come that's on it's on on the on the web now and uh i checked it out yesterday and was real thrilled to see that it was going well mitch i mean it's going better than you i think even expected yes uh, it's we going are big time. lord elizabeth is uh I mean, beyond excited. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's amazing. I I, I got to tell the audience a year ago, uh, things weren't always. It was kind of in a dark time in comic books in general. <laughs> yeah, you you were getting beat up. Elizabeth was getting beat up. Anybody who is a conservative and worked in the industry was getting beat up. Uh, yeah, and there aren't too many, but you'd be surprised. A lot of people just learn to keep their mouths shut uh, out of fear. I've had some people now that I've sort of stepped out. Uh, and guys like Ethan and myself have had these successes on crowdfunding. They're saying, hey, I, I kind of think like you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm kind of scared. But, uh, you, you know, I'm watching real closely what you guys are up to. And, and I see uh, what you're doing. And do you need another illustrator? Yes. So there are t- uh, plenty of talented men and women out there that uh, if you come out and show your support for these campaigns for a new direction in comic books, this is uh, positive customer en- customer engagement. This is direct fulfillment this is shipping the comic books right to your door this is crowdfunding on indiegogo uh and uh, it is a new model a new way for comic books and a greener pasture for future creators to come out uh step up and do a wonderful things for the comic book community okay so was ethan the first one to do this uh, or was somebody there was, was there another guy there was a guy right before him that uh launched uh, he's not a uh, prolific comic book creator he'd done a couple small books but he made his name as a um uh, uh, a, a YouTuber. Oh, okay. he cultivated a following of about sixty or seventy thousand YouTube wow. people. He roasted and critiqued critiqued comic books and critiqued pro- professional behavior online or lack of lack of professional behavior uh, of some. Uh, he's he became kind of a uh, a polarizing figure, but then he launched his uh, Indiegogo campaign for a book called Jawbreakers. It's still you can also order Jawbreakers. But, Heard about that? But don't. Uh, buy red rooster first and if you got money left over <laughs> then buy jawbreakers uh, <laughs> uh so uh, yeah so he plays the trail and, he, and they said put up or shut up and he put up and i think he raised uh a hundred and eighty thousand or ninety thousand at by the end of his 30 days That's but amazing. i think then uh he left his campaign up and raised another hundred and something thousand dollars and he's over three hundred thousand uh for his uh for kind of an extended length comic book graphic novel style it's beautifully drawn by a guy named john malin who um marvel chose not to renew his contract for uh ideological reasons one can only assume uh he would certainly tell you that um so uh, and then ethan van skyver went and did his cyber frog just a couple weeks later and cyber frog has raised over four hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. incredible this ethan, is the guy uh, who resurrected the green lantern for dc uh yeah he and jeff johns breathed new life into green lantern um and uh, jeff went on to uh become the uh, head of their movie division uh and uh ethan uh, p- uh had to part ways with dc recently yeah. uh, due to some pressure uh from some fringe actors uh in the comic book sphere and uh, he said okay okay well I can do we'll it on my ways. own. I'll I do don't need on, you. I'll do it on my own. Uh, and now he's absolutely crushing it, and people are paying attention. And now we're on deck. We have launched yesterday. All uh, right. This is what I, I brought you on to talk about this because we've been talking about this for about a month now mm-hmm. and telling everybody, here's the date it's going to happen. Make sure you get online and, you, and be part of this. But before we tell you how much has been raised, 
let's turn it over to Mitch and tell you what you get if you become involved in the uh, Indiegogo campaign. Uh, yes, yeah, so there are several different kinds of tiers. So if, you, if you're familiar with crowdfunding or not, uh, you, can, uh, uh, you can back the basic tier, which just gets you the comic book. But it's a little bit more like a graphic novel. It's going to be 60 pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to have a special, uh, if we can hit, the, hit enough funding, which it looks like we're going to. It looks like we're going to blow through all of our goals, our stretch goals. Uh, you're going to get maybe a gold foil cover um, at the base price of $25. Okay. Explain to everybody what a gold yes. foil cover it'll, is. It'll have uh, like a foil stamping uh, for the lettering, right, because the book is called Red Rooster Golden Age, and that okay. has a double meaning, uh, meaning there is a new golden age in comic books. This is what we're saying, right? There's a new, what a new you're trying dawn, to bring on. A new dawn in America, a golden age for comic books, and also the book takes place in the 19, uh, early 1930s, so it harkens back to the uh, golden age. So double meaning for the book there. And it's the golden age of this hero, actually. So uh, you're going to see him. Uh, he's kind of like Icarus. He flies a little too close to the sun, and we tell the story of his uh, his sort of downfall. Uh, but you'll be able to pick from several different tiers. Uh, for 50 bucks, you get uh, the comic book, uh, a, a window cling sticker uh, uh, with the rooster logo on it, and you get uh, a, a signed sketchbook. Of course, all the comic books will be signed by the entire creative team of myself, my uh, lovely, beautiful, and talented wife, Elizabeth Brightweiser, who's uh, best in the business for comic book coloring. And she's working on what right now? Batman. She is the colorist cool. for Batman. Yes. Yeah, so it's awesome. no That's the number one best-selling comic book right now. Um, also, Mark Pellegrini, who's uh, my co-plotter. Been and, on the show? Yes, he's been on the show. Uh, Mark is a, a future superstar. Yes, he is. Has, no doubt. Uh, Mark, Mark is a heck of a writer, and uh, he also is an Ar- Arkansan, a, a resident here. So we're all Arkansans. This is an Arkansas-born, bred, created, and sold comic book. That's cool. Uh, at 60 pages. So you can order – you can back this campaign. You, it's basically a pre-order. We're asking you to pre-order. You know, we're not a cult soliciting you for uh, donations here. <laughs> we're going to – we're going to we, – this is a capitalistic venture, Dave. Do you have little finger symbols or anything? Uh, Do you uh, jump up and down? I will jump up and down like a chicken if <laughs> I can uh, solicit more uh, pre-orders. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you can go to Indiegogo.com and, and scroll through the various packages. Where you can get a book with a, a hand-drawn sketch uh, of this hero by me in it. Uh, you can get a watercolor piece. You can get an original piece of comic book art and a print by Elizabeth. I, that's my favorite tier because these are very precious. I do not want to give these pages away. I don't want to sell them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll tell you what, because I, I, I believe in this project. I believe this, these pages will be extremely valuable, and I don't want to sell them. But we are going to use this money to invest back into more books. Uh, we have an artist. We have another project called The Futurists uh, that I've been – posting about for years online and uh this is really cool let me let me just jump in and i've seen this and if if you're on you know mitch's instagram page or whatever you'll have seen drawings for this but it's kind of a steampunk look to it Mm -hmm. yeah a little bit it's a it's it's what i call it it's a swashbuckling adventure in the gaslight era set in kind of far away fantasy india um it's got a steampunk uh, element to it. Yeah, uh, it's cool a looking. romance dis- disguised as an adventure story. Nah. And it's a, basically, a, uh, if I had to b- describe it in very brief, it would be Peter Pan meets Apocalypse Now. 
<laughs> that no, so you like that? That's a stretch, brother. Uh, well, Peter never been Pan done. Never been done before. Now, it'd be fun. Uh, yeah, we have an artist for this book, and the artist is an. We're going to reveal it at some point in the campaign. He's an absolute uh, legend, a veteran of the comic book business, who. Uh, is not getting the kind of work in mainstream comics that he uh, should be should be for sure, uh, and he is with us all the way. People are going to be absolutely stunned. So if we can fund this project big time, this Red Rooster Indiegogo campaign, it's going to uh, supply us with the funds to pay this artist and then launch the Futurists as an Indiegogo campaign around forty eight to sixty pages as well. So this is a, an absolute revolution in comic books. Uh, Ethan has more books planned. There are other artists that are going to be coming up and stepping up. Uh, the future is extremely bright, and there's so much of it taking place right here in Arkansas. You would be, you will be very surprised. Well, I was stunned. I mean, that's something over the years that I've been finding. Uh, I've talked about uh, people that are re- really talented here in this part of the country, but it's only been in the last – when's the first time I had you on? Two years, three years ago? Well, probably like six years ago, but yeah. m- more frequently in the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've had you on. And you're really, you know, when you did Captain America and things of that nature, it, it was very obvious how talented you were and how talented your wife was. And getting to know you, I've gotten to know a lot of other people mm-hmm. through uh, my association with you. And it is amazing the amount of talent that resides within – a 60-mile circle mm-hmm. from Little Rock. Uh, I think it's uh, there's something in the water or in the air. I, I have know, no – you, you know, in Akron, Ohio, they said it was the rubber in the air. I, I have no idea what it is. around. It, it must be the pollen. I don't know. <laughs> but the bottom line is a lot of talent, especially in the comic book realm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what's it's, amazing. It is. It's interesting. Uh, I, think there, I think there's a chance here – uh, it, it, you know, the internet opens up some some uh, sure uh, the world for for people that are kind of uh, maybe a little landlocked in Arkansas. So things that like thirty years ago you'd have to go to the New York or California to break in, and it's like, eh, oh, I don't want to go to New York or California. Don't want to hassle it, with it. Yeah, it's, it's not the funnest thing to do uh, for everybody. Uh, so, um, but now that the you know the internet opens up pathways for everyone, uh, then you can get noticed. You can maybe recognize. You can live anywhere. Uh, and you can connect directly with a worldwide audience, which is what we're doing on YouTube and on your radio show and on Twitter and on Instagram. We're selling books now all over the world, Japan, uh, the U.K., and Finland. And, I mean, uh, people orders coming in from all over the world. Oh, I, I want everybody to think for a moment that Mitch Breitweiser is well-known around our area. I mean, he shows up at the area Comic-Cons, and he shows up at Comic-Cons in Houston and Dallas and all over the place signing his uh, his illustrations and and uh, going out and hawking his wares. I mean that's all Americana there. Mm-hmm. But he's also well known all over the world. That's really incredible. I mean seriously, it's incredible. Did you ever think that you'd have followers in Japan, followers in Switzerland, followers in Germany, followers in you name the country? You probably got a few followers there, if not a whole lot of them. Uh, I was an ambitious young lad. Well, I know that. <laughs> uh, but no, I didn't. I mean, obviously, uh, no, I, it is. I, I sort of pinch myself every other day. Uh, there's some, some amazing things happening 
uh, around uh, Elizabeth and I and comic books in general and, and some of our really close friends. Well, you and Ethan and others are becoming ground zero in this whole movement that you're talking about. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's cool, dude. You it is be, cool. You're going to have a place in history uh, in yeah. the world of comics. It's, it, it sort of dawned on Elizabeth and I uh, about a week after Ethan's campaign launched. Um, and I talk to Ethan a couple times a week, and we, we stay in touch regularly. I'm on his YouTube channel, which is now 70,000 strong almost, uh, and mine is growing. Uh, by it's almost to two thousand, so good. Just started, really. Been seeing you on uh, showing up on a lot of videos here lately, talking about the Indiegogo yeah, thing. I'm shilling hard for my. Are you uh, doing Indiegogo. good? I'm trying to turn this into a real business. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I it, it's kind of just blowing us away. Uh, it, I, I pinch myself every couple of days. Something amazing happens, um, and you're right. We just had this realization. Uh, maybe uh, three weeks ago, I was telling Elizabeth, and she looked at me, and she's like, I think this is history. <laughs> it like, is. People are, because we have pundits on, on YouTube. There's a rise of a new pundit class, and then the guys like you on the radio who were watching this, and Shane uh, Stacks from his Shane Plays a radio show program, and others all around the country and the world, and they're comic book fans that had kind of walked away or become disgruntled or decided that com- these the comic books at Marvel and DC weren't, were making weren't for them anymore or for their kids. And they're coming back and saying, uh, hey, there's something special here. There's something going on, um, and there's a punditry class that's uh, sort of getting our backs and saying, hey, this is where the enthusiasm is. This is how you engage the audience. This is how you bring professional professionalism back into the comic book business. This is how you engage in the 21st century. This is how you sell books. Yeah, and we're going to tell you before we get to the bottom of the hour, we've got to take a break here. Uh, and and we've got to take a break here in next three or four minutes okay but uh, the bottom line is um, this is going well maybe m- much better than what mitch thought it would because see, here's the problem and it's not it's not a problem because mitch is a is a humble guy he really is he, he knows he's talented don't get me wrong he knows he's got a lot of talent but you know knowing you have a lot of talent and and realizing that people hunger mm-hmm. after your talent are two different things. And mm-hmm. guess what, Mitch? Now you're finding out people are hungry for what you offer and what Elizabeth offers as, as well. Uh, you guys are going to be bona fide superstars. You'll forget about my show, <laughs> and you'll be, doing, you'll be doing national shows all the time. When we come back, we'll talk for a couple more moments, and then we'll tell you how successful has this com- campaign been, and it's not even been underway for 48 hours. We'll tell you in a moment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so you just started this yesterday. In fact, I was going to have Mitch on yesterday, and I forgot that I had J.R. Davis on, and uh, that takes up my 5 o'clock hour. I was going to have him on at 5, and so I said, can you make 4 tomorrow, which is today? And he said, I'll be there. So here he is sitting here. So let, let's get uh, let's get the figures thus far. Okay. Let as me re- far as Indigo, it's Indy, I-N-D-I-E. Now, understand the first time that Mitch told me it was Indiegogo, I thought it was I-N-D-Y, which is for Indianapolis, but that's not what it is. It's I-N-D-I-E, gogo.com. That's right. Uh, and you can search Red Rooster or probably Brightweiser, and then it'll pop, pop right up. Uh, Dave, we have raised. Uh, I think you. I think you sold three or four more uh, books. Good. Uh, we are up far. another four hundred dollars. All right. Uh, to fifty five thousand 
$706. Okay, and what was your goal when you started out? Uh, $15,000. Okay. We are 371% over our, my initial goal. That's because people want your work. Your work is fantastic. I don't have it sitting in here. It's It's sitting in my office, but you were on the show the last time just doodling, as mm-hmm. you call it, and came up with a wonderful piece of art for Red Rooster. Mm-hmm. It was great stuff, oh, and you, you said this is going to be one of the things that we're going to give away. Yes, for well, the people that are going to buy so much exactly into yeah. this into this. Yes, yeah, so there are tiers where you can get a watercolor drawing. There's a tier where you can get a, a quick head sketch inside your your book for a hundred dollars. That's the hundred dollar tier, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a pretty great tier. Uh, Ethan offered the same thing, and that's the tier I bought for, from Ethan. Uh, so you're going to get a drawing of the character in ink or marker or whatever in, inside the front cover and it'll all be so you'll have something very special so you can put it on your shelf you got your company coming over and you can say look what i bought uh you know i i backed this thing before it came a hit cartoon show right uh or before, a movie big, uh, but, big movie before he became the spokesman for chick-fil-a or <laughs> kfc or whatever uh, chicken poultry based restaurant uh, we Chick-fil-A. decided to license this too yeah that's what we're shooting for. That's what you need, Chick-fil-A. Uh, and you could say, I was there first, and I got it autographed. They only printed uh, 10,000 of them. And uh, look, there's a drawing on the inside. And That's great. Uh, yeah, I think you'll have something to impress your friends with for the rest of your life. And then you can pass it down. Now, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with what you do. 55K right now. Uh, 55.7. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I round up. <laughs> 55.7K, and that's this is good. This is fantastic. Now, if you want... You can go be part of this. All you have to do is go to indiegogo.com, I-N-D-I-E, go-go, one word, dot com, and scroll until you find Red Rooster. That's it. And then get on it. That's right. How much uh, is the first tier? Uh, the first tier is $25, and that gets you the comic book signed by the whole team, and then like a, a sticker for your notebook or your car window or your office window or, or whatever it is, right? You get a, a little uh, symbol. Looks like this. Oh, cool! Uh, here, right? I, don't I know like if people that. Can see that? Yeah, there you go. There you, you can go. see it. Uh, you get that little sticker that goes with it. So that'll <laughs> be cool. Uh, this is what the landing page looks like for the campaign. Yeah. Uh, and Dave, uh, you have raised another hundred and seven dollars. Good. <laughs> we'll keep on going. In just a minute. So uh, yeah, keep I it think, up. Uh, keep so, it up. Absolutely. We want this to keep going. It goes for thirty days. Is that correct? Yes, and we were only. Um, we're less than 48 hours in. Far less. We are uh, t- uh, 20, uh, 28, 28 hours in, something like that. All right. You hold your thoughts. We'll come back. We'll talk more with the uh, great, talented Mitch Breitweiser here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But first, let's find out what's happening in the news. All right. Back. That was a long break for me. I don't like to be off the air for five <laughs> minutes. Surprise, huh? surprise. I'm wasting my time. Well, I'm sitting here and can't talk about Mitch Breitweiser today. Well, you like money as much as I do. Uh, you're right about that. <laughs> Absolutely. And they pay me by the second. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I, it, the big deal today is something we've been talking about for Mitch. Mitch had been thinking about it for quite some time. He finally made the decision he was going to do it. I remember when he came on and he said, I'm Dave, I'm going to do this. And we didn't say anything on the air about it. Mm-hmm. And then you said, well, let's talk about it now on the air. And so we started, and people were interested. And right now, you can go to Indiegogo. That's I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O dot com. 
look for red rooster you've heard us talk about the red rooster concept man has it been a year now mm, no a, a little few months. I, I mean I've, it's, it's, it it's, seems it's, like we've talked well we've like talked it. a lot uh yeah he's been in my head for a long time uh, in my sketchbooks and i post about it on the internet and stuff uh, drawings uh but i haven't really started talking about it in in depth until the last uh couple of three months or so okay so you're at 55 plus you're closing down fifty six thousand dollars right now i don't know let's see i'm going to refresh my oh. ipad here he's going to see. see he's going to see where he's at let's see if uh, everybody people, went people on have your, been on jumping on here. people have been jumping on and no we're still at fifty five eight sixteen. so okay we want to make fifty six thousand. okay so i need two people to spend a hundred bucks yeah you get a, a head sketch yeah head sketch of the get red head rooster. sketch and all of that all right so do that or we need eight of you to cough up 25 bucks a piece That'd you get be, the book either way. Bucks. You get something to put on your shelf. Yeah, and something to show your and you friends. And you get a you get a decal. Uh, and it's really good. It's going to be really good. Uh, I mean, Mark is really delivering a heck of a script. Elizabeth is a world class colorist. Like I said, she's on Batman currently. She uh, just finished up. What was it? Killer be killed. That's Killer gonna be, be killed. A, that's going to be a feature length film by the guy who directed uh, John the John Wick movies. God. It's, so uh, it's uh, you know her she stuff is, sells. She's hitting, hitting the big time now. She really is. Yeah, yeah. She works with uh, Robert Kirkman currently on his book Outcast. Robert Kirkman is the uh, creator Walking and Walking Dead. Yeah, he's executive producer, creator. Need I say and more? Writer for Walking Dead. Yes. All right. So he I'm, knows what he's doing. I want to tell you, well, there are some people who don't think he knows what he's doing right <laughs> now because they're getting rid of uh, Lincoln off of uh, the Walking Dead middle of this next uh, season. All things must come to an end, Dave. What? It's been how long now? Eight years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a long time. And the comic book has been going on for uh, 10 or 11, yeah. 12. Sooner or later, like he's going to have to bring it to a close. But probably not as long as he's selling as many copies as he is. Uh, yeah, he, he does really well. He sells like <laughs> 70,000 comic books a month. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, can you imagine, though, the pressure of coming up with something new every month? I don't know. I mean, I think you get to a... You want to find out, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't, once you get in the saddle and once you get in the groove, you just keep riding, you know? Yeah. And it's, uh, I think it just... One idea leads to the next, and, and then you just kind of get... Uh, you just get used to it. It becomes your job. Yeah. But it's more than... So a, some people wonder how you can talk all day, Dave. It's and they're like, more just, than a job. You know what I'm saying? It's more than... It's mm-hmm. a love. Yeah, yeah. It really is. It's a love. I, I do this. I could I could retire now. To be honest with you, if I wanted to, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a long discussion with that with my wife a few weeks ago, and I said maybe when I'm seventy, <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> if I'm really enjoying it and there's a lot of things to talk about, I'll just keep on going. Yeah. Next year, I will have been in radio for fifty years. Wow, I love this job. I really do. It's it's a great great opportunity, and. I will be here in Arkansas in two more years, 20 years. Wow. Uh, that, that that seems like uh, I, I remember when you moved here. Yeah, only two other people have been on the air longer than me, and that's Tommy and uh, the main man from over at uh, the Eagle. Now, is it the Eagle? Is that what they call the other? Yeah, Bob Roberts. What do they call it? The Wolf, yeah. I couldn't figure – I couldn't remember which animal they had named it after now because it – he was the frog at one time, <laughs> you know? We had that, too. So, anyway, yeah, Bob Roberts and, uh, yeah. and Tommy Smith, that, to me, that's a that's a nice group of people to be 
in with. Yeah, absolutely. I was in college 20 years ago, and I listened to a lot of radio. So and I then while you came on the air, yeah, you know about that 20, you were in college. I was in college. Unbelievable. 20 years old. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> absolutely incredible. And I've met a lot of people. I've got a lot of people that their kids sing my. They don't know ACDC the Thunderstruck. They, yeah. they think ACDC does the Dave Ellswick thing, <laughs> which is really funny. It's a, that's kind of a hilarious. They said their kids sing Dave Ellswick, sing Ellswick to that song. So again, now that you're where you're at now, we're not. We want to get to fifty six thousand while we're on the air here. So I got twenty minutes. Come on, folks. We need two hundred dollars. That's what I need. Two hundred dollars. So, somebody bought something. Okay. It, it dinks my phone. I want. Okay. Uh, uh, when we launched this campaign uh, at ten in the morning yesterday morning, I was on five hours sleep or less because uh, I was <laughs> you working. Were, you were uh, stoked, buddy. Putting a video together, building yeah. this campaign. It had to build this web page and do all this stuff. Get you know, all these things together. Uh, uh, my phone just exploded. How exploded. cool is that? It was like I had never experienced anything like was that. Was Elizabeth before. sitting there with you? Uh, no, she was at home coloring Batman. Oh, or sleeping okay. in. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, but I by came, the way, congratulations on the new studio. Oh yeah, so I, I'm in an office building now. It's nice. Uh, yeah, I've got. Like I said, um, you fairly I, close. I'm in downtown. I'm downtown Little Rock. Okay, so You're not that uh, far away. Not, then. Yeah, it only takes me ten minutes to get over here, so it's, right. it's real easy. Um, there's something special happening. If if we can blow it out of the water on this, people are watching. People are watching Ethan's campaign. Mm-hmm. People are watching our Red Rooster Indiegogo campaign. People that are both artists that are very talented, business people, uh, investors people that can make things happen. <laughs> people that can make Arkansas a special place for yeah. comic books. That's cool. Uh, there are actually very exciting things ahead, and I think I think you should want to be a part of this uh, by being a backer of this campaign, being a part of comic book. You you will own a part of comic book history. history. That's uh, what's I, exciting. I, it, in some ways, it is like an investment because uh, I'm betting. My bet is is that uh, I, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think that these books w- w- and the art and everything is going to be uh, something valuable. Uh, that's why you should buy two. <laughs> that's why that's why you should buy the two pack which is 75 dollars. look you hold you can, on to that you got it for you, christmas already you read one uh, and you can lock the other one up in your safe yeah uh, you can do that and uh, leave it in your will to your children uh and then they can cash it in and buy uh a uh 2040 bmw or something like that yeah i'm just thinking <laughs> i'm just looking you do that it's uh that's pretty cool i gotta tell you that is really cool i would buy so if you buy two, you can put one away, you can read one, then buy three so you can give one away as a Christmas gift now. Yeah. I mean, well, you can, yeah, definitely. You're less than six months away from Christmas now. Uh, so if you've got uh, six grandkids, <laughs> I have a package just for you. Uh, the six-piece bucket of chicken package. The bucket. Uh, bucket not included. Bucket <laughs> not included. This gets you six signed comic books by the entire creative team. Wow. And uh, that way you can you can have one and, and uh, give one to each of your grandkids. This will be a, a family uh, friendly-ish book. Uh, you know, it's not for little bitty kids, uh, but, you know, if you have a uh, 11, 10, 11, 12 uh, year old, pre-teen. nine year old, preteen. Preteen up. Yeah, this is something that they can enjoy and you can uh, give them and not worry that uh, this is going to be uh, something that has uh, foul language in it or, or nudity or anything like that. So it's going to be uh, above the board, but uh, fun 
uh, and uh, maybe just a little bit irreverent, uh, but also it will teach you some good lessons uh, about what it means to be a hero and uh, what you have to go through uh, to, uh, to, to, to make an impact on the world. All right, got another break to take. Then when we come back, final segment, Mitch Breitweiser is here in the studio. How much money do I got to get in the next 15 minutes to make the $56,000? What's it saying on your uh, thing there? I, I lo- let me refresh Update it real quick. It. Update it. Hold I, on. I we're going to tell you. Somebody Once, bought, I'm pretty we sure. We want here. you to take part in this. We want you to be part of this. We're at 55851 so we need uh, $150. Bucks. $150. Push us over $56. I need a $100 buyer, and I need two $25 buyers. Come on. Get on it. 56 thousand dollars by the end of this hour courtesy of the dave ellswick show to mitch breitweiser all right let's finish up here with mitch breitweiser who uh, has become a regular here on the dave ellswick show always good to have him on the air the other person who's become a regular is tim Lim, Mm -hmm. who uh, is also a great talent here in uh in, in central arkansas what i think is fun when i talk to tim is i talk to him about well, if you get really, really popular, is he going to give up audiology? And he says, no. <laughs> he likes to do it. Yeah. He enjoys uh, it. You might as well do both, right? Yeah, he can do you both. He can sell some books and uh, help people uh, here now, again. Now, he's working with Mark uh, Pellegrini as well, is he not? Yeah, so he and Mark go way back. They're old friends. That's how I uh, met Mark through Tim. Uh, they have a book coming out this month called Black Hops. Which oh, that's going to be hilarious. Uh, Tim is a, uh, uh, a collector of rabbits, uh, both real and stuffed, I think. And uh, and so they have a book called Black Hops, which is a tactical rabbit who stops a uh, or attempts to stop a North Korean uh, nuclear Dictator. missile attack. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so uh, if you want to watch a rabbit. Uh, rampage across north uh, a black a red white and blue rabbit uh rampage across north korea okay now uh, look he's that. red white and blue but the way he's he's a white rabbit with a red eye and a blue, blue. eye not the eye is not but around his yeah. eyes yeah are red and blue yes so and he's, a star he's very side, yeah, yeah, yeah so. very very patriotically yes he's it's and adorable and so. he's a killer yeah uh, when necessary he'll take out all of the enemies of this country <laughs> that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's what, their pitch that's what what it was what he'll do he's a great guy man i just i just and it's going to sell like hotcakes yeah i mean well. uh thump did very very well for them mm-hmm. what was it three three printings of that book uh, nine printings or something nine like that. i think printings, they were yeah. smaller printings but but they they kept kept going back to print with it, it yeah. did well yeah. let's put it that way it did very well so that's that's good i'm glad for him i want to see more uh and he's done a lot of covers for famous comics uh i, I remember the first time he showed me the teenage ninja turtles cover mm-hmm. good god yeah, he really good. is yeah. really talented yeah absolutely I mean, he really really is as is, are you yeah. see i have stuff that I don't. I don't even know if Mitch remembers giving me a lot of the things that he gave me of Captain America because he knows I'm a huge Captain America fan. I've got all of that very well protected in oh, wow. in my closet, so nobody gonna bother it. Oh well, that that's smart. I'm uh, holding. I, well, it's 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 part of history already. Well, I try. Yeah, <laughs> I try to deliver. And then know. let me tell you one last thing because I'm I want to get you to. I need a few more people to to go spend some money here on this new uh, hero that he has, Red Rooster, 
Uh, this is the guy who came up with the idea and the look of Drax. Well, I didn't create Drax. Drax was a, I redesigned Drax the Destroyer, and the they liked the design quite a bit. It was a smash hit. It, it was just kind of a something Marvel was doing on uh, on the sly. They, they didn't mm-hmm. expect much out of it. And now uh, look what they got. It, it was a, a surprise hit uh, for Marvel. They sold a lot. They sold a lot of those books, more than they thought they would. And then uh, the, the people loved the design of Drax, and now it's the design that's uh, very – that they used for the movie, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So that uh, that's I did that in 2005. Have you ever gotten a letter from David Batista saying thanks so much for doing that because uh-huh. I made a lot of money making the movie? I don't know. I think that guy has to sit in a chair every morning for like four hours to get his he makeup on. He may not hey, appreciate it. He don't it care. At all. If he cashes the checks, he could care less. Uh, I'm just telling you. Not. Think about him. He was a professional wrestler once. Yeah, yeah, and he he did a, he does a great job in that film. Oh, he's He's great. He's got some new movies coming out too. People are. He was. I thought he was good in. Uh, oh, what was it? The twenty forty nine. The um, I can't come up with the title now. It was Harrison Ford playing going after? Oh, the, with uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade yeah, Runner right. twenty forty nine. His initial opening scene was fantastic. Mm-hmm. With Ryan Gosling, I haven't seen it. It's really <laughs> is really he a, good. Is he a, uh, uh, no, they're not replicant yeah he's a replicant, he's a replicant. and okay. it's it's good it's a good it's a very good movie but uh he's becoming quite the actor he's he's following kind of like what the rock did mm-hmm. except that his his characters are not as kid friendly as the rock was early on now right. rock has moved a little bit into non-kid friendly stuff with fast and furious and some of the other things but I'm, he's got a new movie coming out uh, this coming weekend, uh, Skyscraper, which is Die Hard, 21st Century Die Hard yeah. is what it looks like to me. So I'm I'm definitely going to be there. And his wife, the actress playing his wife, is Nev Campbell. Oh, all right. And how's about, about that? When's the last time you saw Ned Campbell in front of a big you yeah, know, in front it's of been, camera? It's been a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. She kind of screwed her career up a little bit after the Scream thing. She did. She was. She was playing the the hard to get person to uh, to get to play parts and things of that yeah, nature. Yeah. And then she uh, now she's she seems to be doing this to help launch her career again. I think. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to play too hard to get. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you play too hard to get, and people and... don't call you anymore. Yeah. Exactly. This, it works that way in dates too, ladies. I'm just letting you. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. There's girls that didn't get a third call from me. Just at their loss, as far as I looked at. That's just the way it works. Well, I'm sure they wanted that third call from you, Dave. You probably did. <laughs> Although some of them sent, you know, had re- restraining notices. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew you were going to go there. Uh, that's what, <laughs> didn't want me around. Didn't want me around. Okay. did You You need to up it. Have we gotten any new ones? 55936 So we're on Dude, the cusp. We on need sixty. What sixty three dollars? Sixty four dollars. Sixty four bucks. Come on. Yeah. Uh, so indiegogo dot com. Yes. I n d i e g o g o dot com. Red Rooster. Don't just miss out on it. Get you got, one. But, you got thirty days, but, but I need somebody to just do a hundred dollar one. Come on, one more person. I got to get home, and I'm going to get involved in this. I, I as think well. everybody's driving home right now. 
Everybody's right. driving home. They're going to get park home. In their garage, go to it. Get on their PCs and uh, and, you and do get it right on your it. smartphone. That's why they call it a smartphone. Don't want, not while you're driving, Dave. No, not while you're driving. <laughs> no, that that's like what I do. You don't do what I do. You know, <laughs> I can I can do a couple things like that. And and Elizabeth, if you're listening, and I know you are because you've been posting. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it. Just understand, you owe me, girl. You owe she me does. an up. An appearance on my radio show. Next I, week. I want I want to talk what's well, like to sit down across from Kirkman and talk to that guy. I want to know what cool he's guy. like. Yeah, I mean he's just he, he's, he's uh, a normal Kentucky. guy. Yeah, he's from Kentucky. He's just a normal. Do you know where from Kentucky? Uh, no, I, I, I can't recall. Okay, E Town or someplace like that. See, I know Kentucky well too. That's where I went to college, so oh, I know okay. Kentucky real well too. I wonder if he's got like a bunch of my fraternity brothers. Bunch, wonder if he's still got his own still. Oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> there are a lot of my, my fraternity Oh, you brothers. told us about that yeah. one time during a break. Yes. I don't know if those stories are good for on the I air. I can't do them on the air. <laughs> no. Not able to do them on the air. And thank God we did not have smartphones and we didn't have Facebook and all of that back when I was going to college. Uh, you'd, I would have, not... you'd be blackmailed for the rest of your life. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> my life may have been totally different as far as that goes. All right, so uh, hopefully we'll do about one hundred and twenty-five, hundred and fifty thousand dollars on this first campaign for you. I, uh, you know, in thirty days, and we are off to a great start. Uh, I it, mean, we're we're a third of the way there already. Yeah, uh, it's this is this is big, and then you know, not everybody gets backs on things on the first day. I usually wait a week or two before I kind of get involved in backing something, unless I know it's going to be uh, totally yeah. hot. So people kind of wait around to see if it's going to be something that everybody else. Uh, wants to join in on but uh, we're there Uh, we have already 922 backers so 922 customers that's very cool pre-ordered this project and that's uh that's a heck of a thing that's more than most graphic novels sell update it one more time before we leave before you take off have we got to we're we're hanging right at the edge at the edge edge. well you tell me when we move past all All right right. it's gonna be probably when i'm in the elevator on the way down boom 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 people are gonna be hitting it We'll get you back on next week. We'll talk further with you next week about how things are going. Elizabeth so will be here. Yeah. Keep your Friday open, all right? It's always open for you, Dave. All right. Thanks so much for coming to Midbridewiser. Dr. Amy is coming. Dr. Amy Beard. All right, final hour of a Friday edition of Dave Ellswick Show. It's always a fun Friday. That doesn't mean that it's not an educational Friday. It is. It just means that I don't talk politics on Friday. I try to keep away from politics for one day a week. I don't think everybody wants to be inundated day in, day out. Yeah, I mean, you've already had a total of typically in a, in a week 16 hours of pol- you know, politics that we're talking about. By the way, I was notified today by Elizabeth that on Tuesday when the power panel's in, uh, Couch is going to be in here. I forget what his first name is. I apologize for that. But he's the man behind the uh, the push on medicinal marijuana and got it on the ballot, and it was okay. And uh, we're hearing that he's got the necessary signatures now, and people keep calling him to add their signatures for recreational marijuana. So he's going to be on with the sh- on the show uh, next week to talk about that here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And you guys know what I've said about that. It's very simple. This foot dragon, digging in your heels, causing all kinds of problems of getting medicinal marijuana started here in the state. 
would force the people out there to go to recreational, and that's exactly what's going to happen. It's, I could see that. It's like a train at the end of the tunnel, that big bright light that you think is the end of the tunnel. No, that's a train coming from the other end. All right, so Paul and Amy Beard are here. Dr. Beard is in the house today. It's nice to have her here. I've known Amy now five years. When did you start? Your- uh, yeah, five years. Five years yeah. over in Maumelle, right? Mm-hmm. And then you were in Conway? We started out in Conway first. In Conway, in okay. Greenbrier. Yeah, Greenbrier. Yeah, in Conway. Greenbrier. Uh-huh. You keep moving closer to the city. <laughs> All that, right. that was so, the point. where the patients are. <laughs> uh, but the bottom line is that uh, she is an accomplished physician. Uh, it's been great to have her on the times that we have. We started off talking about... Uh, being a doctor and and not dealing with uh, you know all the medical insurance companies out yes. there because it's just a pain in the drain. As I always like to say, my old physician that uh, is still here in Little Rock, but I live up in Cabot. Uh, Alan McKenzie mm-hmm. went that yeah, went that way, I that. and before I could get in with him, he'd already filled up. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I mean, he. He only wanted 300 uh, patients. And you can take excellent care of those yeah, patients. Yeah, that was the key. So, And a lot of people think, oh, I can't believe that. Look, let me tell you what. When the government gets involved in medicine, that's exactly what you want to do. Run away as fast <laughs> as you can. Yep. I mean, you're going to have to deal with them some. i got to deal with them. I'm 65 years old. There's no way I'm, not. <laughs> I'm not on Medicare yet. I'm, I'm Next year, I'll be on Medicare. I'll be going on because my wife turned 65 in november so i didn't want to have that she's not on it and i am on it and all the rest that goes along with it so we'll both go on it at the same time good not cost me more money good more money than i'm already paying paul how are you doing man I'm you know do, every time well. i see you you're in colorado i try to be <laughs> <laughs> that's your place huh Oh, I love both places. I think they Colorado and Arkansas complement each other perfectly. When it gets hot here, we head west. Go where it's cool. Yes, that makes that makes sense to me. Um, so, where do you go in Colorado? Most people know Denver, or if you're like me, you know Breckenridge. Mm-hmm. Where where are you all when you're in Colorado? By coincidence, we both vacations a lot in the Aspen Snowmass. Okay, and then when we, of course, when we met, we've continued that. He used to live out there, though. No, really. I used yeah. to manage some ranches out there. That's right. I remember you talk. I've had John before. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is something we've talked about. Yes. I mean, that's the beginning of my journey of farming and ranching and starting out there and ending up here. So you're doing, you were doing a long time ago what I've been talking about here locally now for the last few years, and that's going out. We've got a lot of farms Yes. Around Little Rock. And I know people say, well, the easiest thing to go is to go to Walmart or go over to to Kroger or Harps or who else is out there so I don't piss anybody off. <laughs> uh, bottom line, go go out and buy your, your, pro, you know, your, your produce there. However, when you do that, you're getting tomatoes that were, like, picked three weeks ago and you know they've been treated with a gas so that they don't get ripe too soon and and ruin before they get to the market so why not go somewhere where they pick the tomato that morning and it's in a little package 
doesn't have cellophane over it or anything. Just got a package that you can sit and look at the tomatoes and you go, oh, these are good and they're all ripe. And it's the right variety, too. Yeah. The and varieties they're that they're shipping in have been selected for shippability and shelf life, not for nutrients, not for taste. Right. And that, so it's, it's a double – you're getting really just, just crap. <laughs> I mean, well, so I they, don't they, disagree. No, I, I don't like buying tomatoes at the store because, especially in the winter time, disgusting. And you tomatoes know, are something that everybody can grow. You can grow them in pots yeah. in your patio. Nah, I don't want to do that. I just go buy them <laughs> from the people who grow. You know, they they bred into the tomatoes latex, the latex gene, in order to make it sh- more shelf life. Now, That's, see, now that worries me because I'm latex intolerant. Absolutely. We, we actually, I did not know that. Amy actually had a patient who had a reaction. That's what it ended up being. Was wow. That, was that she was an OR nurse, and the, the latex exposure, sometimes they develop allergies for some reason over time. And then she ate a lot of tomatoes, and that's what was exacerbating it. Man, I love tomatoes. They're, there is nothing better. Uh, we could have brought you some. And just cut a bunch we of we cut you tomatoes some. up that, you know, the insides are oozing out because they're so juicy. Mm-hmm. Now, Put put your fingers in your ears because I'm going to put because I <laughs> what do the you doc do works, to it? The doc works hard with me to try <laughs> to eat as as healthy as I can. I salt them. Mm-hmm. That's okay. No, okay, is that all right? That's oh, yeah. fine. That's all right. If you're not salt, and then I put yeah. a big old dollop of mayo next to them. Well, you know what type <laughs> of mayo are you using? I use real mayo. Okay. All right. I can make my own. Well, I know how to do even that. Better. But the bottom line is, is that I like mayonnaise on my tomatoes. Moderation. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's not like I eat half a bottle right. or anything. The mayonnaise that has olive oil and eggs is actually really good for you. It's good fat. So just well, to, then I feel good. I yeah, feel, just choose a good mayonnaise and you're fine. Yeah, it's that's what I'm quality. eating, Doc. I'm eating that. So quality of your food. Tell me I'm doing good. That's a good thing. Now, the, the thing <laughs> I'm, she's, I'm, I'm drinking a Diet I'm Coke and she's Diet not Coke happy with I'm that. Not, not at all. I'm not good. <laughs> not at that's all. A, that's not good. I'm also drinking coffee. <laughs> they had a study. Did you see the study yesterday mm-hmm. that said that people who drink eight cups of coffee or more a day live longer than other people that's because we die and we still think we're awake (laughs) (laughs) i I, I don't know that i can get behind that (laughs) (laughs) i love coffee you must be a very fast metabolizer of it well i i guess but because i go home and you can go to sleep on it no problem i'm the same way i I can't have it after four i'll be up until three in the morning yeah it doesn't phase me i love a good cup of coffee after dinner I'll eat. I'll drink coffee before I go to bed. Does not. Fa- you I are love. a fast metabolizer. We're, we're kindred spirits. I, like I love coffee. I really do. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. By the way, did you hear the, the statement I made earlier about the number one fast food company in America now? Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. Yeah. You know what I like at lunchtime if I can get by Chick Fil A and not have to lay, wait in line for Please say forty a salad. minutes. No, I get there. They're uh, they're they're grilled chicken. Oh yeah, those those aren't. I like their. I don't. I don't. I do not eat for the most part deep fried stuff anymore. Yeah. Now I did today. I went to BJ's. You ever been over BJ's? Uh huh. I'm typically I eat the veggie plate, but today was catfish and fried shrimp. So I had catfish and fried shrimp today with with sliced tomatoes (laughs) and watermelon. Gotta love that. Okay. I did 
right. hey, occasionally is fine. It is occasional. You know? I don't do it every weekend because it's too expensive. I mean, I love BJ's, but, man, I'm going to tell you what, catfish and the shrimp plate, after I had that, and then uh, 21 bucks. Yeah. That was pretty. Was, I was about to say, it's probably how much It's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, typically it's like $12 because I like to eat the vegetables over there. You know, where you can eat the real green beans, the ones that they have picked and brought in when they got from in back at their market, you know. That's good eating. Yes, That's just is. really good eating. All right, Dr. Amy Beard is with us. Paul Beard is here as well. We're going to talk about how food – did I say right? Did we I say right? We, we don't have the same last name, but it's fine. It okay, whatever. It's okay. Exactly. All right, so Paul, last name? Book. Book, okay. So it's Book and Beard. Yeah. Right. That sounds kind of like a <laughs> – and like um i don't know i don't know what i would call that okay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more here on the dave ellswick show stay tuned we got more coming your way all right let's continue uh 21 after five and uh, dr amy beard is here paul book is here too got <laughs> it right hair book okay hair hair book i like that uh, german we, i gotta get uh, get some horses to the neigh and back of us. Yes, like Fab Luker. <laughs> <laughs> can you do can you do that for me, Russ? You do the horses. Whenever I say his name, you do the horses. No, thank you. <laughs> that would be a great running gag on the show. That really would be. I so, am impressed that somebody else got the joke. Yeah, is that good? He, he he got it right off the bat. That's good. He's a he's a cinephile like the rest of us. That's good. That's really good. By the way, if you guys haven't seen Ant Man yet, go see it. You'll love it. Okay. okay, it's a great movie. It really is. And the Wasp is really good. Evangeline Lilly is a great actress. She has done a lot. She's only done eighteen movies since nineteen ninety seven, which is far fewer than most. Right. And uh, you'll know her because you've seen her in The Hobbit. You've seen her in. She did seventeen seasons of Lost. <laughs> you remember Lost? You remember, I remember? You remember Lost. Kate? That's Evangeline Lilly. I know and who now, she is. I, didn't, I don't remember watching. Yeah, anything. she's the she's the Wasp yeah. now, and she's really good. She's excellent in the movie, and it's fun to watch. With that said, we're going to talk about farm to table, and we're going to talk about food as medicine. A lot of people don't think about food as medicine doctor and they should shouldn't they? absolutely the father of medicine hippocrates mm-hmm. you know do no harm well yes that and i think we are, are doing a lot of people harm by not talking about food as medicine because it really is. i've seen the transformations in my patients lives by using that approach with them yeah when i first met you you were already talking about this right well you know i started out as a dietitian first and then saw the fallacies that were being pushed by the american dietetic association you know with oh fats are bad and you need carbs and now we have completely upended that isn't it fun to look at the the uh the food pyramid when i was a kid in in school and they were teaching us what to eat Breads were at the top. Yeah. Everything and butter and all that were at the bottom. Now it's just the opposite. It is. As you said, it's just the opposite. I I eat a high protein diet. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much about chicken. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you need some variety. That's why. In there, right? well, that's why Chick Fil A is number one now. I mean. Well, and you also it's the quality. The quality of your food matters. It really does. Uh, you, you, we're big fans of you know organic on gmo i don't know that gets people up in a roar sometimes but it really is all about quality 
and uh, everything you know um, in moderation is okay and um, you need to know and be aware of what you eat eats yeah. <laughs> we, tell, we talk That's about good. that a lot you know so whatever that cow ate and you eat the cow you ate whatever that cow ate one of my advertisers, Lewis Family Beef, out in Greenbrier. Yes. I love you know them, them folks? I, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so they, they advertised with me, and they're coming back again in the fall because they're a small farm, so, you know, they can only sell so many cattle, and they've done that now, so they got to raise some more. So bottom line is we just started – I'm trying to think of the, his wife's name. Sarah. Sarah. Correct. Thank you. I know Sarah well. And uh, talking with her and her talking about non-stressing the ca- cattle, mm-hmm. which I always thought, speaking of cattle, was a bunch of bull. Uh, but it isn't. It really, you know, if you're not putting fight or flight hormones cortisol. in Cortisol. Yeah. Cortisol changes the taste of the meat. That's right. And it makes it tougher instead of making it and cortisol also does bad things to us yeah i know that too make you gain weight (laughs) absolutely yes and uh it'll mess with your hormones it causes inflammation yeah leaky gut messes with your sleep yeah dr amy beard knows what she's talking about she's letting you know okay stay around with us gonna (laughs) learn a lot today but uh they graze their cattle that's mm-hmm. what they do. They don't. They do feed some uh, feed to them, but it ain't chicken manure. Right. All right. Which is what a lot of big cattle farms do. I think they do mostly grass, mm-hmm. and then just a little bit of augmentation. With yeah. It. She and I talked. She and I talked about the pros yeah. and cons of that. You know, yeah. She's she's marketing towards her clientele, and it's and her philosophy is really good. Um. As you feed corn, it does convert more omega-3s to omega-6, so there are mm-hmm. some negatives. But you're also weighing that with the taste. That's right. you so, got to put a little marbling on a cow, you know what I'm saying? It is tough, and that's you know, where you're grazing your animals. And uh, We actually just did a video we with have, ours. We have cows. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right I, now. I, I mentor Sarah a little bit. So, oh, good. So I, we talk about different things mm-hmm. as far as what's the best way of getting a, a, a good cow to market and and, and – kind of weighing that grass-fed grass-fed's better and she knows it because of the omega-3 content yes. well her so. husband knows it too but he, he wants to put a little bit more weight on <laughs> right. the cow i mean i understand yeah. that but it's also it's a all, business and what they're also selling is that it's humanely raised they're non-stressed so there's a lot of positives happy cows happy clean cows. clean environment clean exactly. meat yes all right they don't give a bunch if they give any kind of hormone shot or or any kind of antibiotic you can't buy that cow to consume it they won't sell it to you right now i've had some cattle people call me and say dave a cow produces hormones on its own so the hormones not bad for them and i said well just because they produce hormones doesn't mean that you should add additional hormones but it's not exactly what the cow is making either these mm-hmm. are synthetic hormones. Okay, but I just, you know, I was I, I'm going to go to battle for my my advertisers on no, that. No, she, she's, she's right. right. That, that's a huge. There's different levels of what you can do, and <laughs> and have you know, antibiotic and hormone free are the first step. Then grass feds the next. And where we are in Arkansas, feeding a little corn is not a bad idea because it's we don't have the best grass. We have decent grass, so you are what you eat eats. And with our cows, I watch them. It's like. 
they could, they could use a little augmentation just because the bahia grass is the main thing we have is not the highest protein so it's it's a balance but they do a very good job so i'm, I'm glad they're i've learned a little bit of, about that from watching dr pole on the national uh, geographic i love that guy and uh have you ever seen him talk mm-hmm. about when cows have bloat mm-hmm. and that plug that they screw into their sides mm-hmm. that's just like ow and the cow just sits there and looks at he put a little topical you know anesthesia on there mm-hmm. and the cow looks at him okay and then says wow i'm feeling a lot better now because all that gas is exiting my body that's what happens when i eat wheat <laughs> I wish I could do that. You got a gluten problem? Oh, absolutely. That was the cause of most of my problems growing up, and no one knew until um, after radical surgery where they removed most of my colon because it didn't work. Oh, my Lord. And still my problems persisted, and I finally – functional medicine – I found a functional medicine doctor by chance, and um, boom, realized I had a weed intolerance. All right, so when we come back, what's a functional intolerance? You know, we'll we'll ask her to explain that. We'll let the doctor kind of start you at the letter A and uh, explaining how you should eat. And we'll do the same thing with Paul about how should you raise the things that you're going to eat. We'll do all of that and why deer hunting is so good for you. All right, back with you. We're not going to talk politics, although during the break we did, but that's okay. <laughs> so Dave Ellswick show. Uh, Amy Beard is here, doctor, as well as Paul Wook. Buch. I got it right. Buch. Buch. I can do that. I can do that. There you go. I can do that. I can do that German thing. That's no problem whatsoever. My mother was from, her family was from Germany. So she was really good at making strudel and stuff. The good stuff. The good stuff. And then the rest of my family is from England. That's me. And, and let me just tell you, that's why in my body I'm so conflicted. <laughs> About 50% German, 50% English. It's just, they don't get along with each other sometimes. So, Doc, I'm going to ask you to start off. You got a, sure. you and your, and, and Paul have a, a, a way of eating that you're promoting. Yes. A, it's a lifestyle. Right. Ex- explain it to the listeners. So, you know, I'm a certified functional medicine physician and, you know, I have a, a practice and, uh, so many of my patients are they're confused about what to eat you know they google stuff and they're confused and is it paleo is it keto do a low carb high carb high protein and and um and they just kept after me about um you know doing more with food and cooking and so paul and i are going to be doing a cooking show called eat like us and uh basically we're using a cooking show to you know, cooking will be the entertainment, but re- part of the entertainment. But a lot of it is we'll, we'll be discussing health topics and and why you want to prepare your foods this way, why you want to grow them this way, the benefits, you know, the pros, the cons of doing one or another, and and kind of dispelling a lot of the, you know, uh, so there, uh, there's the a lot of bad information, a lot of bad information out there, uh, being put forth by you know well intentioned people, but just they've got the science all wrong. No way, you're telling you're telling me that everything that I read on the internet is not true. I am, that, I, yes. <laughs> Although if you see it on YouTube, like yeah. my father, it's got to be true. Okay, <laughs> but it must be true. <laughs> then it must be true because you can watch somebody saying it instead of just reading what right. they typed in. So explain to my listeners what a functional physician is. So um, functional medicine is really an approach 
to the patient. So we're looking for the root causes of your diabetes, your hypertension, your IBS, your migraines, your your insomnia. Um, other than just writing you a prescription and seeing you in two weeks. Okay. And so a lot of and a lot of that it takes a long time. Um, to to understand the patient, their lifestyle, because so much of what so much of our lifestyle and our environmental vi- environmental exposures play a part into the diseases that we might develop in our lifetime. Everybody wants to think it's all about genetics, and they certainly do play a small part. But it's really your environment and your lifestyle that play the bigger part in um, you know in your health. And so we're going over what are you eating? What's your stress like? Are you sleep deprived? What kind of exposures do you have at your work, your home, your garden? Um, what are you doing for exercise and movement? You know, what's your spirituality? Um, it, it all plays a huge part in your health. Okay. All right. That, make, that makes sense. And then, Paul, how do you work into all of this? Because I know she wouldn't have you on the show unless what you do plays an integral part in what she does. It's really what brought us together when we first met a little over six years ago. I was um, organic farming up in Eureka Springs area. I had a cattle farm as well as goat, sheep, and also had a commercial greenhouse. And what I was trying to do there was, one, make a living, but two, teaching people that the sourcing of the right tomato. We used a tomato as an example earlier. Well, it's an heirloom tomato. doesn't have very good shelf life, so no one sells it. But right. that's what is healthier yeah you'll hear a lot of people talk about oh nightshades are bad for you that's because the way they're the one the way you're sourcing them the way you're growing i'll use the tomato as example when a tomato is vine ripened it produces other compounds that mitigate the the tomaline which is the part of the nightshade of that that makes it bad for you so it's understanding how to source the proper uh vegetable how to treat the animals and how it impacts your health. And then I met Amy, and she was on the from the medical standpoint, and that's what kind of brought us together. So that's the pre- premise of Eat Like Us. I'm, a, I'm the farmer chef, and she's the doctor dietitian, and we bring that knowledge together because there's so many health enthusiasts, people who are – I'm, I'm passionate about food. Well, what is your degree? You know, what do you, uh, I'm, I'm an engineer by trade, and I, I brought you know, a strong science background into this. But we're looking at the nuts and bolts science about – how to cook, how to source, how to prepare to make it where, as a functional medicine doctor, she can get you healthy. And and easy. You know, we don't have – people are busy these days, mm-hmm. you know. And so we're trying to – you know, we're approaching this as real people with real lives who don't have, you know, three hours in the evening to prepare some, you know, extravagant meal. We're trying to make it healthy and quick and, and practical. Okay, now is this going to be a YouTube channel? That you all are going to have, or how are you doing this? Facebook and YouTube. They'll be po- okay. They'll be, they'll be and we'll put them on our, our web page as well, so you can look at them whenever you want What's the web page? AmyBeardMD.com. Oh, that's pretty easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's no problem. Better than Hippocrates Health, which is what we were at one time. Yeah. That was Nobody stu- could even say it or spell we it. We thought we were brilliant when we came up with that idea, too. It was the worst idea ever. <laughs> So not a bad idea. Well, it is when you get called hypocrite hell. Yeah. You know, that's, get, you know, a lot of people calling us that. I'm like, whoa. Oh, to- yeah. You got to remember where you're at. Yes. That, that has a lot to do with There's it. There's just a lot of common sense stuff that people don't understand about food. What, 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 are, some, what are some of the main myths? Let's start there. Well, Give me three big myths of food. Well, Fat is bad. Yeah. 
that's a big that's that's a big one that's the big one that we're still trying to overcome despite all the you know evidence that's been out for years now whether you're doing a high carb diet or a low carb diet you're supposed to be doing a no fat diet right yes at the same time which is your your brain is mostly fat so you've got you better be eating your hormones are made from cholesterol and yet how, how look how long it was demonized oh yeah you know well that's because a lot of people the doctors in the day didn't understand that what your body makes as far as cholesterol is different than like for instance what an egg has in it in cholesterol right they're different substances when they finally figured it out i thanked them i got down on my knees and began crying because i love eggs but i kept i didn't eat eggs hardly at all well find a farmer that can source them because the grass-fed pasture-raised eggs are so much better for you you can look at them the yolk will be orange as opposed to yellow the whites are thick as opposed to running all over your pan the ones that are farm brown basically it doesn't have to be brown is usually associated with the health the white egg's just as healthy. It's just that oh, okay. the white egg happens to be the from the white legger, which is the main producer. So they associate that. But you could pasture raise a, a white legger and, and get white eggs and be excellent. Well, I know we we buy our eggs from a local producer. Now I, I'm real big about washing those eggs because of po- possible salmonella on the outside of the of the shells. I'm not worried about what's inside the shell. It's what's maybe sticking on the outside. All right, so wash them with the same temperature water that the eggs are. Okay. that membrane of that egg is permeable. So hot water is going to push things in. So that's another... Ah. Like the Europeans, they don't pasteurize their eggs at all, but they're not allowed to wash them either. So that's kind of what you're... It's... I would not wash it until you're ready to cook it. Well, that's when I wash them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I, go out and, and pick up three dozen eggs and wash them and then put them back in the refrigerator so if you have them on the counter wash them with water similar temperature if you have them been storing in the fridge which there's no reason to but Mm -hmm. if you were then wash them with cold water why when i look at eggs you know i look at the caloric of of eggs it says that if and i don't use any kind of oil or anything i do a little spray on a pan or something and then i'll fry up an egg why does a fried egg have more calories than a scrambled egg? Have- it shouldn't unless you add the oil. It's the oil that you use to fry Okay, it so they're they're just assuming then that you're using yes. oil. Yeah. Okay. All right. That I'm, makes a, I'm sense. a big fan of fat. I love it. And I like you know, I I'm I, I used to never eat scrambled eggs, but now I do eat scrambled eggs. So I mean I is it either one better than the other, a, a scrambled egg versus no. a fried egg? No. Just, just okay. your preference. All right. Well, that's cool. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. I say that the big myth is paleo. <laughs> there, there are good aspects of paleo all the pe- before people get the all upset. The paleo diet. Well, my, son, my son is a huge, you know, I eat like a caveman, Dad. Well, we've evolved in the last 10,000 years. <laughs> Thank <laughs> goodness. And that's a lot we're teaching on the show. So a good example of that is they are right that grains can be really rough on your body. But during the last 10,000 years, we evolved not only our bodies to handle the grains, but how we handled the grains to prepare them. So if you look you at You can the, mitigate a lot of the you know, so-called bad things about a lot of these grains um, through the proper preparation techniques. Yeah, when, you, when you soak the grain, that's just wheat because wheat gets vilified. For Amy, it happens to be bad. But if, you're, if you have a good quality non-GMO wheat, it could be excellent for you. But when you soak it, the actual 
it, it nature put the things together. It has phytase and phytic acid. Phytic acid is one of the things that the yeah, paleo people – really nerdy real quick. I, I always that's all right. Paleo people don't like the phytic acid because that's what eats – it makes it hard to digest. Okay. Phy, but phytic acid is the phosphorus for that seed. It's actually the phosphorus storage that helps it grow. It also has an enzyme. When you, when you soak it, the enzyme gets rid of the phytic acid. It's the preparation. If and, you, and our ancestors used to soak, soak the and then, grains. And then they would ferment it, which would get rid of other things that were bad for us. They always talk – Made them made more digestible yeah, by doing paleo that. Paleo people like to talk about lectins. Yeah, lectins are bad or can be bad. But if you ferment it until, – until the turn of the century, the previous century, everything was sourdough. It was, yeast was not you know, readily available. So okay. the sourdoughing, that actually breaks down the gluten to make it more digestible for us. So now what happens, we're using crappy wheat, we're not fermenting it, and we're eating so much of it. Well, that's why – And we, we're putting all kinds of other stuff in there and too. And wheat's in everything. It's in your soy sauce. It's in the, so it's just the amount of wheat, the quality of the wheat, and how – Kind of like prepared. salt. Salt's in it's everything. It's in everything. Yes. Yeah, salt's not bad, but you're getting Especially so much, in processed foods. Yeah, they're getting in processed food. So it's – we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. We're trying to teach people the proper way to prepare beans, the proper way to prepare grains. Um, Milk's another good example. You know, the paleo people are not real big on milk, but you're not supposed to be drinking milk. You should be eating yogurt and things that have been fermented and they break That's it down. That's your blue zones, the, the centurions, the, the, the blue zone um, yeah, like people the, who live really long lives and healthy lives. Like the Okinawans. The, it, everything they eat is, if it's one of these bad items, they ferment it first. You could use a good example if you look at like African tribes that have very mono diets. Say they only have sorghum. Man, they they soak it, they ferment it, they pound it, then they roast it because they try to get rid of all the bad things because that's all they're eating. We, we're advocating eating a very wide diet. That way you don't have to be so careful about worrying about the little – every food has something bad about it. Broccoli. If you all you ate is broccoli and you don't cook it, you're going to destroy your thyroid. Well – If you take it to an extreme. Well, well yeah, because it, especially if you're eating it raw. Right. So there's a good – we try to dispel the myth that – raw is better no we've evolved we evolved we've been cooking stuff for ten thousand years and our bodies have adapted to that so you, you know we do better with cooked broccoli we do better with fermented milk we do better with grains that have been soaked and sprouted and fermented and that's some of the things that we try to teach but we also try to teach shortcuts like yes. if you only have 10 minutes this is now what you can do you're talking yeah, yeah all we, right so we, when we come back we're going to talk about that yeah. all right i want to talk to you about oats too okay you know good oat versus bad oats you know, steel cut versus instant or five minute oats. Okay. There we you can go. talk about that. I'll, I'll nerd it up. Can you tell? I love <laughs> oats. All right. If you're thinking about claiming your Social Security benefits, uh, listen up here because you could be on the verge of making an irreversible mistake that can cost you tens of thousands of dollars over your retirement. Your decision could trigger an avalanche of taxes, double your Medicare premiums. And you could avoid that by attending an educational maximizing Social Security class a week from today on July the 13th. David Lucas of the David Lucas Show here on 101.1. The answer is going to be doing this educational uh, uh, show for you that will help you uh, find making uh, your Social Security claims simple and easy. Registrations, 18 bucks includes a 34-page workbook. It's called Maximizing Your Social Security Benefits. Uh, last I talked to David, and I talked to him last hour, we're down to like two seats remaining. Call 
501-653-6690, or visit davidlucasfinancial.com. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, Dr. Amy uh, Beard is here, and uh, Paul Buch is here. <laughs> had, to get, had to get the horses in there for you, Paul. you got to love that. It's good. <laughs> if you don't get the joke, don't worry. It's okay. I wanted to ask just real quickly, because we just we, we run out of time. Oats, steel cut, regular, five-minute, you know, steel Quaker. Cut, steel cut, do the long cooking time, but don't worry about cooking it. Soak it overnight. And if you want to further improve the health of it, I would throw in um, a couple dollops of yo- yogurt, which will help get rid of some of the bad things in it, the, the lectins. And if you really want to be healthy with it, put a um, grind up a little bit of rye or buckwheat and throw that in there because it has the uh, – we talked about phytase earlier. It has the phytase in order to get rid of the phytic acid. For some reason, oats does not, does not have a whole lot of phytic acid, but it has no phytase. So you have to add it to um, – this is the type paleo myth type thing I'm talking about where if you – we learned how to handle these things um, through the last 10,000 years. They want to say, oh, eat like a caveman. Like, well, there's some good things about eating like a caveman, but there's also some really good things that we learned in the last 10,000 years. Okay, now, paleo, is that the keto diet that we no, hear so much ke- about? Keto is, is very different than paleo. I mean, there's some overlap for sure, but keto is, is pu- basically putting your body in ketosis. It looks harsh, to be honest. It is, and um, we it cert- we have certainly used it for some you know metabolic disturbances. It's great for diabetics, actually, um, but it should never be used for eternity. Is it like the atkins diet um it's not so much everybody um treats it like it's just you're supposed to eat a bunch of meat and that is not good either uh excess of proteins not good for your kidneys right uh, or your gi tract right uh your microbiome and um it's just not sustainable for most people and it can cause some hormonal disruptions some disruptions to your gi microbiome um but i think doing it um kind of sporadically pulsing it and then going maybe on a more mediterranean style diet would probably be best keto is a great therapy yes it's it's a therapy it's it's a therapy i mean it's like fasting is a great therapy as well that's not a bad thing for your body fasting is wonderful for you and i encourage people to do it especially overnight a 14 hour fast it it can really have dramatic impacts on your health because i've seen it with my patients you said you said three health myths. That'd be the third one. Yeah, is that protein should be the same no matter what diet you're doing. I mean, you can increase your protein if you're lifting more weights, but basically, you need to target your protein based on your body's needs. And then the difference between keto and Atkins and Paleo is really just mixing around your carbs and your fat ratios. Mm-hmm. That's really pe- what it is. People make a big mistake of upping their protein too much. In fact, it'll derail a, a keto. Um, it'll derail a keto diet because it'll convert the protein back yeah. into sugar excess excess protein that your body does not need gets turned into sugar so that's okay, so maybe drinking so maybe <laughs> drinking that that protein shake every morning is not such a good idea not if you don't need it if you calculate how many grams of protein your body needs which and, and it's but it could it can vary depending on your age and your activity. Are you in the gym every day lifting weights? You're lifting Are weights you doing now, a lot so of manual right. labor? You know what's going on in your life? I got you. All right. Which can vary from time to time depending. Okay, so people can come to amybeardmd.com.com dot com dot com and find and out more. Find out more about this and 
get yes. in touch with you and come in and see you and go through tests so absolutely you, can, and, you and, can help them out and then follow us on facebook there, Which, i put out so much great information on facebook i do videos all the time educational videos and um I'll, i've got it and she's got a bunch of good-looking women working with her at times <laughs> I do all the hiring. (laughs) (laughs) They are a good-looking group, aren't they? Because they're they're healthy, too. Facebook is Amy Beard, MD, also. Okay. And YouTube is Amy Beard, MD. Everything's – see, that's one of something that is hard to teach to people. If you want to get out and reach as many people as you can, keep the name the same on every piece of social media that you use. Mine's the Dave Ellswick Show. Yeah. You, know, you go to Dave Ellswick show, you're going to find it on Instagram, you'll find it on Facebook, you'll find it on anything. I try to let everybody get in touch with us. We're going to have you guys back on in the next couple of weeks and keep talking about this because this is the way to a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. Thank right. you, Dave. Doc, Thanks, Dave. It's always yeah, good to see you. Great. I always call him Doc. We'll bring you tomatoes next time. That's okay. All right. Well, that's cool. I love that. All right. Uh, don't forget, God gave you a whole week of life. Give him at least an hour this Sunday, all right? Find out what he wants to say to you. It's Dave Ellswick Show. See you on Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 